cowboy boots when I came in the middle school? Yeah, the day you came to middle school, you were. I'm just being I'm just. That's my fucking hetero life partner, you son of a bitch. I just didn't understand ball breaking for many years. And, uh, and now it's something I really value. If I'm made to sit in a chair for too long, somebody's going to be upset. We're, we are counting down the time, by the way. <laughs> Joining us, one, the only legendary <laughs> Doctor Pumps Russell. I'm a doctor, which is true. <laughs> so, yeah, he's got a fucking mustache. <laughs> is that right? a mustache? Oh, really a mustache? Yeah. Eh, no, I just don't, don't shave. I mean, I guess it is a mustache. Sort of. It's not like you look like a just for men commercial. I like, <laughs> yeah. They, I fell I do. down in some glitter or something. <laughs> do you know what you look like, Pumps? You look like third period biology too. That's what you look like. You seriously look exactly the same. You goddamn son of a bitch. Now here's oh. what's important. Uh, I cut all my hair off two days ago. Two days ago. Two days. Two. Days ago. Two days ago, my hair was cascading around my shoulders in, it was a prison. It became a prison. So I cut it all off. Oh, um, he looked like, like Thor <laughs> until two days yeah. ago. Yeah. That's correct. Do you feel <laughs> That's free? I, well, now you're like Rag, Ragnarok. What's the, what's the latest Thor? Yeah, well, yeah. And that's the thing because Hemsworth took my stock down when he cut his fucking hair off. Uh. So... <laughs> I'd love the playing field. You look like <laughs> I, I. You look like the picture of Pumps from the book where he had just cut his hair off. Oh, and he's yeah. like crying, and he's like got it holding it like in his hands, you know, like that. <laughs> Two tweets. <laughs> yeah. Cue Ken Burns effect. I'm glad that got such a good chuckle out of Dave. Yeah, that's what, uh, yeah, because that's what I would do. That's exactly. <laughs> oh, In the documentary, that out. will surely result <laughs> next hey, year. Let's open a. Oh yeah, let's let's uh, let's open a beer. Let's this for the uh, you guys, man. The, what, the pumps originated from Palmer's Picks, the ca- which we've now adopted as the Long Walk Short Drink Count. On three, three. three. <laughs> See, this is what happens, Dave. Is we make minuscule moments out of other people's lives monumental. That is, that is absolutely true. <laughs> so that was probably like a one-off pumps deal. For you did that. At, that's how you opened your Coke on Palmer's picks. Oh, with the three. Just yeah, going straight yeah. to three. Okay. Yeah. And so we have since adopted that. Now as a long, ah, well, long like short drink thing. I like so. affecting people's lives. Yeah. No, absolutely. So 
So this is your origin episode. <laughs> this is where you enter yeah. the yeah, because because mostly yes, this is just for Palmer and myself. But there <laughs> sometimes are people who listen, and we try to construct yeah. it such that they can be in on the fun. So let's let's somehow I don't know how to get into it. And but this let's is talk about how we know each other. Yeah, and like well, it's just like one of the themes. The one of the recurring themes with long, long, short drink is. Is, is like this case study. Dave is like the archiver of this massive case study. Right. That is essentially our like a summer's worth of friendship. Like that it like it was that one great summer, you know? Um and just how that impacted and spread out from there. Right. So uh yeah. This is exciting. So you're this is Cabin Kids Volume Two. So right. Twinkie, we we had Twinkie who actually sought us out after we were we have started to put episodes out, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, like I'm listening to this, it's great." And then next I, thing you know, he was on. See, I'm really curious about that. Like, where where the fuck did Twinkie come from? He just like, <laughs> yeah. came out of mountains or some shit, and suddenly there's Twinkie. That's right. I, well, they, they, this is actually this is a great. Um, this is a good theory confirmation because I have this theory, Dave, like he got it. Did you put it in a new, one of your newsletters? I did. Like I, and I was so yeah. not active for, in sending those the last few years. I just did it as a matter of, Oh, cause it was, uh, uh, Moto had made, put a great deal of time and effort to make this really cool remix EP of the album he and I made together. So I, w- I wanted to send an email to the, anyone still listening on that list. <laughs> like, Hey, we made this thing. And as like a PS, I'm like, well, I've also been doing a podcast with my buddy. And I sent a link to the preview and evidently that's how Twinkie stumbled upon it. And then, uh, was listening unbeknownst to us for, for a while. And, and then reached out. He's like, Hey, if you ever need a guest, and we're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> And of course we did, like, of course we did. And then what was so awesome is like, he came on and was like referencing, referencing jokes that we had told on it. So like it, yeah. he had legit been listening and it was great. Um, but that really kicked off that, this like revisit of trying to like get cabin kit, like have this conversation about the cabin. So let's let these people, good people know just who is Dr. Pumps Russell. What is the uh, origin of said uh, superhero or supervillain, <laughs> depending on the day? <laughs> yeah. How, how did you get the moniker Dr. Pumps Russell? Uh, I was sitting in the library with, uh, I, I think, I think Jacko. And um, I know Bauman was there. And I think Heidi was there. Uh, and like, a, 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 there were a handful of other people kind of around. And... James Love and Kurt yeah. came yeah. in and was like, <laughs> yeah. just sort of generally milling about, you know, like they do. And uh, it was it was Kurt who just like picked up that uh, encyclopedia and flipped it open to some random page to pumps through Russell. And he just he looked at me and he went, <laughs> "Your pumps, Russell." It was like that. <laughs> so it was Kurt. It wasn't James Love. It was Kurt. No, it was it, well because James James Love, I think, uh, is the one that uh, confirmed that I was indeed okay. Pumps Russell because he was. Uh, he was it. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Bauman who just lost his shit. Yeah, Bauman lost it, and yeah. like 
he just really took that and ran with it. And- <laughs> so many people's nicknames were because Bauman or Krams heard somebody else use it and then just wouldn't drop it. Like that's right. how Larry got his nickname. Was <laughs> oh, right, from IGA. Like, yeah. Like Larry had that one-off comment where he's like, I'm not wearing a name tag unless it says Larry. <laughs> and Bauman happened to be working that shift where he said that and just wouldn't let it fucking go. You know, I, still, like, I mean, he is Larry to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Twinkie yep. is Twinkie. That's just the way it is. <laughs> Man. There's a there's a scene in the Dreaming Out Loud documentary where it's a combination of people talking about the nicknames and where they come from. I'll, I'll, I'll include that when this this comes out. Bauman's in there for for people who don't know actually know this crew. He's the he tells this the Pumps Russell story. Yeah. But and so how do you so for for other for those same people uh Grew up in Ribbon, Ohio with us. Um, and we started hanging out, I guess, in high school. That, that sounds right. Well, I met you, I met you in eighth grade um, oh. because myself and Jacko um, and I think Josh Oshesky and Logan and Bauman and Krams probably um, all sat kind of up in the, uh, in, the, in the gym there, in the little gym. In, 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 the, middle the, in the middle school? Yeah. And uh, so we all sat up there eating lunch and like one day you just showed up and you were just like opining about nothing on the floor and you were sitting next to Jacko. And I was just like, who, who the fuck is this? I've never seen. <laughs> so I came to middle school when I was in high school. Yes, you were in high school and you were in middle school. Dude, you were you were hanging out with us like all, you were hanging out with us all the way back then, dude. Like you were coming down. Yeah, it's not even possible. Too, because it was like it was really weird. You just sort of appeared there. You were just sitting on the floor, and I think, I think like I offered to scoot down or something, and you were just like, "Nah, I'm okay." And I was like, right. <laughs> "That sounds about right." <laughs> and then like you and Jacko just sat there talking, and it was like, "I don't." There was no introduction. Like Jacko did not see fit <laughs> to say, "This is my friend." He probably pulled a sandwich out of his pocket. <laughs> so that was that was my first awareness. Uh. Um, was was then, and and that was more than once, and it wasn't frequent. And the next day, like you weren't there, and it was just never talked about either. Like I had, it was on my mind a lot, and I just never like said anything about it. Just, just like some... maybe you like maybe you saw Jacko's imaginary friend for a day, like, <laughs> like just for that, for that hour. Like you got privy to his world for a day, uh, and then you got sucked and then, in. Uh, and then I got sucked in, and then I'm in a crow. That's that's right. That was uh, that was one of the main things I remember, where we spent more time t- together, or just time together. That's the first I remember. Uh, so. Pumps was in uh, even the very earliest attempts at our scenes, uh, Jacko and I, when we were remaking The Crow on VHS in 1994. And uh, he played Fun Boy, one of the larger roles in the movie. And Fun Boy has three major scenes in the book, each of which Pumps filmed easily three times each, some more (laughs) than that, over the, the following like three years that ensued. And we became friends over that. And then uh, I remember, am I correct in that you went to your first movie in a theater with me and Jacko to front, in, from Dust Till Dawn? Is that right? 
Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I'd seen movies in the theater. Not not before, first ever, but first in a long time, right? right. Like first in many years. Yeah. It had been, uh, I think Crocodile Dundee had been the last movie. I saw. <laughs> Holy shit! What a last one, though. That's. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome really to be able to say that sentence. Like, that's pretty <laughs> worth it. <laughs> so I jumped from Crocodile to D into From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and that was like, well, that was like the first, that was like just going, like someone who could drive. Yeah, like, I probably could, just had my license. Yeah. 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 You just had your license and uh, it was, I mean, I would have been well, 14 or 15, right? Something oh, like yeah. That. And I'd have been driving down in the middle school on my high school lunch break. <laughs> you guys are in high school at this point, but I'm just going down there to smoking cigarettes outside. New <laughs> middle school kids' beer, looking like fucking Franco or something. I don't know. I, that's true. I did look like James Franco. You that did, and, and that's like I thought. Like I wasn't uh, like a nine hundred two one zero fan, or but I just thought, man, he looks really like famous. I thought you looked older. I thought you looked like you were twenty five. So I thought. You were like a student teacher or something at first. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. I looked uh, very mature for my age and I looked very like mature. Luke Perry and I was a 90210 fan. So I happened to look like Luke Perry. But once that started to be told to me, I, I embraced that. Yeah. <laughs> I did nothing with it as far as like getting girls, but <laughs> I, at least like, I don't know. Oh, and you were wearing bad choices. I do remember that. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, in my memory, you're wearing cowboy boots. Oh, I did. Yes. <laughs> Because, <laughs> well, that was because, like, this is so awesome. <laughs> because, I mean, there's no real defense for it. There is an explanation, however. So, w when I was um, just getting, yeah, I was, I basically looked like I was in my early 20s. I was 13. And, uh, and so I started to, like, wear the clothes that I found in my dad's closet were essentially from the 70s. So, like, flannel shirts from the 70s. And uh, I remember I had a pair of like white jeans that I wore. <laughs> I just wore whatever was in there and I felt uh, cool, I guess. And he had a pair of cowboy boots. And now, so listeners of the show will know that I love me some JCVD uh, yeah. as well as the Lethal Weapon series, uh, etc. And at that time, if you watch those movies, all those guys are wearing cowboy boots. <laughs> um, so... So did I, <laughs> and, uh, and um, got away with it. At least in terms of like nobody beat me up and took them away. Uh, I don't know what folks said about it, if anything. But. <laughs> well, I'm talking about it now. I noticed that you're wearing cowboy boots, and to me, I was just like, "Who the fuck is this person?" Uh, and I don't know. What, I don't know what uh, didn't. You know, I don't know what why I didn't ask. I'm not sure. <laughs> I was wearing cowboy boots when I came what? in the middle school. Yeah, the day you came to middle school, you were. I'm just, picturing, you were I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just picturing pumps sitting over there, just being like, just like, it's just ramping up. Like he just like he's about to be just like, who the fuck is this guy? This cowboy boot wearing motherfucker, and why is nobody just acknowledging that he's never been here before? Like that was the situation, and because. And I think it was just because I'm not, I don't have a, a very uh, tight filter. That's not <laughs> thing I've ever been accused of as having a great filter. Yeah. And I, I just, because I think it was just no one else reacted to this. I mean, there were fucking like eight of us sitting there together <laughs> talking. 
and a guy I've never seen before in cowboy boots and a flannel shirt. Who you 25. mistook for a student teacher? Like who, that's still for a student teacher. Fucking stranger danger is what that is. Like he's sitting on the floor and and like oh. he's sitting and like he's like like with your head leaned up against the wall. <laughs> this for a long time. Well, that's how I. Oh, I just. And that looks really sad. But why did why I didn't say anything? I don't know. And I do remember, like, I thought I was lost in the saw. I thought I missed fucking something. Uh, yeah. Everyone else, no one else. I'm just not going to stir the pot here. I guess yeah. I'm just going to. I mean, that's mob mentality at its finest, right there. Like, like the, like getting into an elevator and everybody's facing the back wall, so you face the back wall too. that's i mean that's what that is yeah and so i don't understand how i could get down there because like in our town the high school was up on a hill like a mile and a half two miles away from the middle school so how during a school day i managed to uh do this would you've been down there for something for like moto or athletics or (sighs) athletics i have no i oh uh no because I was student trainer for the football team my freshman was year. Was the drama club down there for a show? No, because like by, show, the, t- by like the time... Like to do their dress rehearsal? No, because by the time um, I was in drama, that that was something I did with pumps. Like, we, we were in drama oh, okay. at the same time. Um, Got you, it. You can't take it with you was the first play yeah. we did, which I had just finished. Remember, we've so you've told the story on the podcast where I hand-delivered the Crow tapes when I, we finished that yeah. movie. That pumps is in, and uh, I. So I was into all that, and uh, I think Pumps and Jacko were talking about joining drama, and I didn't want to do plays. I was a movie guy, so I told I told Mrs. uh, Mrs. Lusk, I think is her name, uh, that. I would be, oh, this is so embarrassing. I would be an a- acting coach. Oh. <laughs> 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 Something like that. I can't remember if that's the that's term awesome. I use, but um, it was, oh, God, it was so presumptuous. And I guess she was just like, all right. <laughs> but <laughs> ultimately, I must not have been able to help myself and, and uh, join the, 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 the fray. You coach yourself right into a role. The, the lead, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you did. Oh, wow. I'm such an asshole. Nah. <laughs> nah. And then I just nah. proceeded to, like, lean my head back <laughs> against the wall. And it was very, like, if you've, uh, it was like Jordan Catalano. It was very Jordan Catalano for my so-called yeah. life. When, when I lean my head back. Five, <laughs> yeah, well, because she asked him uh, in w- in one episode, they're in the hallway, and she's like, "So, um, how was your weekend?" And he goes, <sighs> "Sucked." And I- <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but that's what, like, that's exactly what you did, and uh, you had your hand on your face a lot. <laughs> I do right now, but now yeah, it's because I'm just embarrassed of that. But. Yeah. Right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So then we were in drama together. But what right. was the next time from this? I remember so much about you know the everything involving our circle of friends. You know, it's something I it's never far from my mind. But that anecdote you told about the 
the middle school, I have zero <laughs> remembrance of. So what was the next thing where you're like, who is the student teacher? Do you mean like, oh, that's Jacko's friend. And, and then, you know, he ends up in the crow. I think, uh, well, I think it was actually the crow, maybe. Um, or uh, we may have gone to see, it might have been Dust Till Dawn. Uh, no, no, because that, that didn't come out till 95 or 6. I think 6, 96, because that's when I could have been driving. So 94, would I have been a freshman in 94? I'd have been 14. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. It, so it was the crow then, because Jacko had asked me, he said, you know, my friend Dave and I are like making movies. I was like, like again, who is Dave? <laughs> David. <laughs> uh, it's like, you know, and we were wondering if you'd be interested in, in playing a part or something I was like oh yeah okay yeah that sounds great um and so i think it, i think it was just that i think it actually did stem ultimately from the crow because then you were at anything good <laughs> you were you know we we're in like the lunchroom and you were always at like the next table over and like we're we're all sitting at the table we're all there but you're at the next table over like by yourself with like your head down <laughs> on the table uh, emo okay. dave we talked about it just last episode emo fucking dave man <laughs> and like still exists. you know you and jacko would like occasionally have uh, some kind of ex like he would turn around and like talk to you for a second and then you would just like go back down and you just looked like hammered shit all the time. And uh, Jack was like, I was well, we're going to go. Crow, man. <laughs> yeah. <you're> Method. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Ritman's own Daniel Day Lewis right there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, man. <laughs> I drink it up. The only thing I knew yeah. was. You, you, Jacko knew who you were, and <laughs> you were completely fucking miserable at all times. Like that was my initial impression of you. Yeah. Like you, something wrong with you? <laughs> You're very sad, sir. I was uh, not a happy kid. <laughs> Just to bring it, you know, kind of like to the way back. Uh, the first time I, I went to your house and I saw your mother. Yeah, that's. I was gonna ask you about that. Shit, because <laughs> Dave's mother was my second grade speech teacher when I went to another school, <laughs> and yeah, she uh, she was pregnant with it was probably Amy, I guess, at the time um, when I was in second oh, grade. Oh yeah, yes, that sounds yeah, yeah, and and wow. we were because I had a problem with my S's, and so we were talking about slithering snakes and everything, and. She's like, oh, the baby's kicking. And she grabbed my hand and put it on her stomach. <laughs> and I'm in second grade. And I was like, this is, I don't, I'm not, I'm not okay. <laughs> That's like two stranger dangers from the same family in your life. Like <laughs> but then I walk into Dave's house and his mom's there. And I'm just like, I know you. And uh, I don't remember if we had some exchange or not. But then, but then that was it. Like, so it was the crow. And then I think sort of ballooned out from there. Um, and I, you know, when you would engage uh, with another person, 
at school, I think. I did say hello and things like that. <laughs> and you may or may not have responded, uh, never looking me directly in the eye. <laughs> which I just lo- tilting my head back at me and like, sucked. <laughs> <laughs> sucked. How was your weekend, then, Dave? Uh, sucked. <laughs> sucked. <laughs> Jack was like, I don't know. We, I thought we, we, you know, we had fun. We went to a movie, wherever the fuck. He's like, he always says that. Yeah, that's what he always says. I mean, we're making a fucking movie. What teenager wouldn't find that fucking cool? <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I mean, yeah. White jeans um, and cowboy boots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pumps is the first person I think that we, inv- well, actually, that's not true. When Jacko and I first started goofing around, uh, making movies. It was basically this thing we call, we didn't have a name for it initially, but called illusions. We click our fingers and stop the camera and then not move it. And we'd in effect disappear. And we did two hours on that over the course of the summer of 1992. Um, and crams as in that, <laughs> which to see crams at that age is just magic. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to say it. He's a, he's a cherry-cheeked little cherub anyway. Yeah, yeah, he? Yeah, yes. yeah. And he was dead. So, um, but then 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 we proceeded to be all the characters in, in, in some end movies that were like, you know, we did a Lethal Weapon spoof. We did mm-hmm. uh, this thing about bounty hunters that was like just excuses for me to brood around on screen and do kicks and stuff. Um, but then like that that movie was supposed to be serious, but it was ridiculous because we were all the playing all the characters, just like putting on sunglasses and a bandana and pretend and like basically we'd have scenes with ourselves. So when we started the crow, we're like, well, we should probably not do that anymore. And then we brought pumps in. But what did you think? Like, did did we did we loan you the book to read? I mean, that's a fucked up book for teenagers to be reading, let alone uh, making into a movie. Um, yeah, I think I had some. I think you handed me some photocopies. Maybe because I think you you had cut it. You had cut. You had a copy that you cut out and like pasted into a notebook. And I think I think you guys gave me some some photocopies. And um, and so I was you know like at home reviewing my lines. Yeah. And I this I decided to use like a, a dirty hairy voice. Yes. For some reason. We encourage people <laughs> to like adopt some kind of what we deemed a street accent. And remember we talked about Kurt earlier. His was yeah. Australian. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Totally was. He and I used to watch, or he and I both saw um, the Mystery Science Theater 3004 Alien from L.A. uh, with Mm -hmm. Kathy Ireland. And there's a guy in there that has a terrible accent. And they keep ripping on him every time he speaks. They're like, I'm going to tell you I was Australian. And he and I would joke about that all the time. So when it came time for him to be in the movie, actually, those two guys, James Love and Kurt, are in the same scene. One of the few that Pumps is not in. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was something we encouraged folks to do and just left them to their own devices. So <laughs> the early iterations of Funboy were, were that Clint Eastwood. <laughs> can I just, can I just put a pin in for one second? Cause just, cause I, one of my favorite things to do during these is to kind of touch on the mythos of Ritman a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just corroborate for me, you guys, Kurt and James were two gentlemen who attended our school that were probably two of the smartest students in that school. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Who 
like you because you're the way you're telling the story on how you got your nickname you were already in study hall in the library like the period had already started and you were it was at some point into the period and in strolls James and Kurt <laughs> yeah. into the library. Fucking <laughs> like straight cats just wandering around. They had around. free reign around the school. Like they like right. a set, like if they came to class, that's because they chose to come to class. Like yeah. yep. uh they were probably going to the library to get a book because they always were reading something. Like they always had something they were reading that was never a textbook. And no, I mean they were, yeah, I, I just they were just like really smart stoners. Like that was it. Super, oh, that's super. You no, know, I never smart. put that together. I'm so dumb yeah. and naive that that never occurred to me. Uh, what they were dumb? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, l- listen, I was obviously in my own world. I mean, and not everyone could just get away with that stuff. Like I remember, maybe it was my junior year or something. At some point, I, at this point, I couldn't even be in the lunchroom. I was in the gym. Like reading David Raid plays, Hurley <laughs> like Burley up in the corner, and Mister Maneka comes in. He's like, "You can't be in here." <laughs> you don't understand. Yeah, I was like, "Fuck." Well, I can't there. <laughs> so these guys, yeah, they they march to their own beat uh, as, as sort of genius stoners. My first, my first interaction with one of them was my very first class of my freshman year is biology one and it's like 10 minutes into the period sabo is still just like calling the role and like assigning seats and assigning books to people and 10 minutes in kurt comes walking in with a like a fantasy novel that's like four inches thick in his hand and like a, a it's it's august yeah wearing a padded flannel like what like the fleece lined flannel that comes down to mid hip uh-huh. blue jeans engineering boots bowl cut just and this dude he's as big as me like he's as, he's as big as i am and just comes strolling in and sabo looks up and she just like with like looking through the <laughs> tops of her glasses <laughs> like Oh, just like tracing him. Like he like doesn't even turn his head, comes in through the door. She had that side table over in the side of the, that wasn't one of the stations, you know? Oh, up it was front, just a right? folding table up front. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. And with one chair at that table and he's like beelining it for that table. Right. And she's like tracing him. She's like, Oh, Kurt, welcome back. You going to do anything this year? And without missing a beat, he's like, probably not. <laughs> She's like, okay, well, we'll talk to you later. And he just went over and sat down and opened his book and started reading. And I'm like, that is the coolest motherfucker I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, that's not true. I was so naive. And I was just like, oh, my God, what is this guy doing? He's going to get in trouble. Didn't get in trouble. I mean, because he he had so few fucks to give that the teachers were just like, what what do I? There's nothing I can do. Well, he, he, there's nothing we can take away from him. He doesn't right. do anything, so right. you're not going to punish him. Anyway. Right. And I lived. I I actually when I first moved to Ritman, um, I lived like a block away from James Love, and so this would have been second grade. So I moved. Yeah. To yeah. Second grade. And uh, there were there were a few other like random kids in the neighborhood. Um, 
and then James Love lived <laughs> lived over there. And actually, you know, when I said that that they were just stoners, like, so he would have been in like I don't know third or fourth grade, but he still had that like affectation of personality. <laughs> like yeah. It was, yeah. It, it was pretty much the same, even like at that. He was likely not stoned in fourth grade, but it wasn't right. wasn't that much different, obviously. But uh, yeah, and and that's exactly how I remember them as being like intensely intelligent. We gotta get those guys on here. <laughs> yeah, intensely intelligent, and just like I just remember them having like it. Just they appeared to the the error always was if they're coming to your class and they're not like acting out or causing a ruckus. Like you're winning, like that, like just, just cut your losses. Yeah. That's what people said about me. <laughs> I had the opposite. Like, whereas they went, were to come and go as they pleased. I was, I was on lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> and I had to pass from cell block D to cell block C. And then I was locked there. I wasn't allowed yeah. to then leave there. Um, well, so what's funny different- is that biology class was also my first like interaction with you uh yeah yeah oh yeah yeah because i was like i'm i'm like on the satellite at this point like i'm not a part of the group yet um but through my freshman year like through track and through biology too because we ended up doing projects together um and i i worked for the city that one summer i think prior to that and that's how i guess that's probably where we first hung out yeah. Oh yeah. yes, we need some working for the city stories, please. Uh, I, yeah. I didn't realize Palmer well, did that till the show. Yeah, <laughs> but go it's back everything to, you could ever want it to be. <laughs> yeah. So go back to it is everything you would you would hope it would be. I mean, again, man, you get such great jobs when you're a kid. You know, like yeah, yeah, like jobs that I'm like, man, if I could do that job now. Yeah, it would be pretty like this, sweet. And this is that's exactly this this has always been like my fucking dream job because the I think the one year um I worked for the water department and I all I did was mow. Like they just I just got on a fucking Toro mower and I drove it six miles to some place that had never been mowed before and I'd mow it. I had my headphones, I had like a fucking two liter of Mountain Dew or Mountain Mist, whatever they sold at Kroger. Somebody would come get me at break time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just we'd go play poker at the street garage, and then they take me back out there, and that's all I did was listen to music and mo. And what a life! What man a life! Yeah, and like just like get suntans and just like, like again, some of the best jobs you get paid to get dirty and work out. Does yeah. you know like? And how can you ask for anything else? Ugh. Somebody's mowing here, so it's <laughs> soundtrack to your story. <laughs> I don't know if you awesome. guys can hear, but that's kind of always so, the case. Somebody's always fucking mowing in my neighborhood. So back to, um, so we're working up towards shooting for the crow. So, because that's where you and Dave finally get together. Right. So me and Dave and Jacko, I've been hanging out with Jacko. And somehow, like, you just never came up, by the way. So you might want to fucking take that up with him. Yeah. <laughs> That doesn't bother me. <laughs> it came, like, I remember, he, you know, I, I think I rode my bike to his house and uh, we were uh, looking for porn on AOL and just like failing miserably. And you were like, well, 
Dave has a copy of Barbed Wire, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, that was a great bonus to looking older, like when I did as I did." Um. And so you were like, again, I didn't know who. I was like, "Okay, let's Dave then," and he's like, "Well, we'll just walk down to Dave's house." And so we walked down to your house. No one was home, and Jacko just like flings the door open, and I'm like, "This cannot be right." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this, this is a student teacher's house. Why are we at a student teacher's house? <laughs> this, uh, and so we like walked in through the house, and we're like, and this is this is pre Crow. Um, oh, and we got a we got a copy. Like he was just rifling through your VHSs, and we got he found barbed wire, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> so we went back to Jacko's house and put uh, put barbed wire in, and. Uh, no one was home at, at your house at all. Like you weren't there. Like, no, I, no one was there. Um, you guys just walked into their house and nobody was there. Yeah, this was this. I mean, this was very. I missed, I missed not, that somewhere in this story. Like I thought, holy shit, that's. No, we walk down. Jacko just walks in, and I walk in, and I'm start. You know, there's no cars in the driveway, and I'm just starting to realize, like, maybe he's in his bedroom, and like. You know, Jack just opens the door to your bedroom and opens your closet up and is going through. And I'm like, there's fucking nobody here. Like, this is right. Like, you would. What? You would, this would not fly in my house. <laughs> you know, my dad comes home and finds a bunch of gangsters doing a bunch of gangster shit. He ain't going to be too happy. Holy shit. That is. So got I, I, I didn't back. know about that. But I, but Jackson definitely. Behold I mean, the power was, of titties. Because it will. It'll cause a 14-year-old to commit breaking and entering. Like, that's, okay, that's another thing I didn't know about. This is very interesting. Well, <laughs> oh, you didn't know about the, the breaking and of entering of your of your boat and no. the theft of your VHS copy of barbed wire? I was very fastidious about these things, too, so he must have replaced it exactly. You're still very fastidious about it, like I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, because uh, uh, Dennis came home. And I think we had to like shut it down really <laughs> fucking fast because you know it was. I think it was. I feel like it was summer maybe. So it might have been like between eighth eighth grade and ninth grade. I'm not sure. I'm wow. Not recalling. Yeah, if it, was, if it was pre crow, that would be. So, but then still, you didn't hadn't put together like this is that guy who wears cowboy boots. No, we were just in your house, <laughs> but you weren't. You know, I had no like frame of reference that yeah. was this person. That I saw once a year prior, and then like a handful of times at school, but he was always out of commission. <laughs> he was, he was not accessible. Uh, oh my god! So there, yeah. And then Palmer, Palmer, and I had the biology class together, and this is—I was probably was I a senior, Palmer? Or, um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, because you were only a year ahead of me. But I don't think we had I because I don't think you were in biology one with me. No, it was biology it was, two. It was biology two, which would have been my sophomore year and your junior year. Because I just I don't know what I just didn't take a bunch of classes. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, you were bitter that you were there. You were like you're like this is like I was like what are you doing in here? Because I had worked with you at that point. Because I worked for the city the summer between my freshman and sophomore year. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so it's the start of my sophomore year. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing in here? And you're like, 
I don't know. Apparently, I can't just keep taking Earth science or something. It was like something crazy <laughs> like that. <laughs> and you were just bitter about it. And uh, so I was just generally upset to be in any class at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, I totally get it. But uh, so we were in that class together and we did a ton of projects, like awesome projects. Uh, like we did the project on spontaneous human combustion. Yeah. Um, and we did one other, we did one more that was, was like pretty sweet. Left brain, right brain. Oh, something, something, something. oh, alien hand syndrome. That's what we did. Alien hand syndrome. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we did two reports on that and just like basically just goofed off right. for that whole period for an entire year, which was pretty awesome. Right. And then uh I also we were on we were in track together my freshman year. Yeah. So maybe that would have been the first time. But we didn't really hang out during that like nah, well you were a thrower, I was a sprinter. It's yeah. two different worlds. Yeah, totally two different. Totally two different worlds. <laughs> I remember one track story though that I do remember was I happened to walk in uh, the room while Spiker, it, we had just had a, a meet over in Doylestown and uh, Spiker was watching tape of the hundred yard dash that you're in. And the whoever recorded the, the race was like this brilliant cameraman because they like right before the race starts, they sweep across all the blocks and like all the runners are down in blocks and they're like all in it to win it. And they get to the last out lane and there's pumps just standing there. No blocks. Like he still got his warm up pants on. Like, like I wish I'd have had a cigarette yeah. hanging in my mouth. <laughs> and, and I just remember like the camera pants across. And like they literally had to pan up, like you were so much higher than the, they had to pan up a little bit to get you in frame. And like as soon as it pans up and it, you can see your face, Spiker's like, "What the hell is he doing?" <laughs> and I know. Like, I, I know exactly what. Well, number one, you know, Sp Spiker and I were not on great terms. No. <laughs> wasn't with much of anyone <laughs> um but i i had been uh i just wasn't aware that it was my turn like that i had an event coming up and i had been just like lounging in the bleachers <laughs> and i don't know bullshit just doing what i do which is that, not but that's what you did in track you you had your like five minutes right and that you had to be there for 17 hours right <laughs> Right. And you like competed a kid like for five minutes. Survive that, and I didn't. And I, I recall that instance because he, I was, I was hanging out, and he walked by, and he's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I don't know. I'm fucking hanging out. Like, what is your problem, bud?" And he was like, "You're supposed to be running the 200." And I looked over, and like, that's everyone was like getting their blocks set, and you know they're warming up. I was like, "Oh, goddamn." <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I just I got up and I sort of tr like half trotted over there and he was like he was just screaming at me to get my blocks and I was like I don't need the blocks. I'm not using them. Like that's not what I do. <laughs> I just try to make it seem like I'm You're working on lucky this. I'm running this race, douche. <laughs> right. Right. 
And so uh, the uh, you know the the starting pistol went off, and like I ended up coming in third, I think. And I, I as after I crossed the finish line, I circled around, and he was like writing, like scribbling furiously on his clipboard, like. Ugh. And I was like, "How'd I do?" He goes, "You got a personal best." Don't you, motherfucker! That's so awesome. Oh man. <laughs> so, but then after that sophomore year though, I didn't really hang out with you again until the cabin. You know, like uh yeah, that that may or may not be true. I mean, not regularly. I not definitely though once we once the cabin happened though, yeah. we were definitely hanging out regularly. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess it was like it. It may have we may have gone a year, and then I recall yeah. like I, you and I were in some room, and I think Jacko and Dave had talked about going to some movie, and I think Jacko had said, "Well, let's see if anybody else wants to come." And I think I had asked you if you wanted to go. Yeah, and I don't remember what that would have been, um, but I, I, I know you came. Because I think Bauman was there too, and like maybe somebody else. I think we all went to see something together. Was that? Uh, I mean, was it can't hardly wait? Did we drive? Away? Was it? I mean, because well, that was the summer. That was the summer leading up to the cabin, like yeah, the, the cabin because, summer. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah. It, I mean, and the, and we saw can't hardly wait. I mean, I know that week that it was at University of Akron. We went. I I know Bauman went up every day and took as many people that would go with him every day because I went at yeah, least three times that week. There. Well, Bowen and I saw it like three times in Worcester. Yeah. <laughs> so I think yeah. doing like double, double can't hardly wait day. All, all, <laughs> like, all for that goddamn gigantic alien fucking head that Jennifer Love Hewitt has. Yes. No, it's for the titties. Yeah, <laughs> it is for the titties. What's the phrase? The... Behold the power of titties, yeah. man. Like That woman had an amazing figure. Yep. Sold a lot of tickets. <laughs> Just written Yep. yep. <laughs> so, yeah. That movie thing, I remember being very common. Uh, that was like what I did when I wasn't sulking, in, uh, especially once I got a driver's license. It was every we every probably every Friday I would go to a movie, and I, I do remember at a certain point there just being general open invites. Right. I don't know if I would extend them or or Jacko would, and um, a lot of these people. I, I think did you you and, you and I played soccer at the same time, or no? At some point, uh, we we did. Yeah, we did. Cause and, and that was another common one of the few social sort of circles I was in. That was with Logan and Osheski yeah. yes. and yeah. um Corey and Cramps. Played. Cramps and, yeah. uh, I only played I only played the senior year. Um, which is Did you do club though, like before it was before high school or I, I'd never played soccer before. Okay, I, okay so I, I think, guess not. I think that was the first year it was a school sport. <laughs> That was the one year I didn't play, actually. I was out there in Chuck Taylor's. (laughs) So So fucking pumped. (laughs) Like, I just imagine you just like, just like, what are they, what, what's, is it called a tackle, the soccer move where you just like slide in front of somebody to knock them over? Like, I just picture that's all pumps does. Like, he's like, this soccer, right? Awesome. There was a game in which uh, we were playing Norway. And I was on like the JV team. Um, and uh, we were playing Norway and they were being like very, very physical 
for whatever reason. Um, and like they were they were getting a lot of like yellow cards or whatever the fuck it is. But they were I mean they were really playing very physically like very yeah. aggressively. And I was I was sitting on the sideline and I was so mad. I watched Andy Hudgens like floor Logan and I was like I that's my fucking hetero life partner you son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 and I remember Bud, you know, Reverend Bud coming down with his arms kind of folded over his chest. And he's like, why don't you go ahead and uh, just get your stuff on and, and go in there. And I looked at him. I had never played in like the varsity game before. And I was like, <laughs> I know what you want, man. <laughs> I put my shit on and, you know, uh, I think at the next exchange, uh, it was a like a sideline throw-in or something, and I just looked at Andy Hudgens, and as soon as the whistle blew, I just ran over and fucking threw my shoulder into him and, like, slammed him on the ground. <laughs> the ball wasn't anywhere near him. I just fucking floored him. And I got a, I got carded for that, and then um, the very next, like, play, the ball went to Hudgens, and I, I ran up to him, and I stomped on his foot, and I threw my shoulder into him, so it, like... <laughs> It like jerked his leg and he fell down and I got my red card and you know I said something to him I was like go fuck yourself and because he was like swearing at me I was like go fuck yourself you pussy or something I don't know um, <laughs> and I went trotting off the field and I kind of ran by Bud and he never looked at me and he just went good job <laughs> <laughs> man Bud was so fucking awesome that is Jesus. amazing it's so, so out awesome. of character, which is what makes it so awesome. Yeah. But he had a little yeah. biting edge. Like he was, he really, like he was, he started the, so I played soccer a lot growing up with Jacko and all those guys. And I only played one year, my senior year, when it was a varsity sport. Um, so it was always just this club thing that you could just do. And it was just for fun. Like he never, he made it fun. He didn't pressure you. He was a very unassuming guy, very soft-spoken. Um, he was the pastor of this church that a lot of people went to. And, uh, but nonetheless, like, obviously there was that under the surface. And I remember he would come into the video store where I work sometimes. I did not, like, I chose to work weekends because that's when I worked at the video store rather than go to any soccer games that were on weekends. And he didn't like that. <laughs> and he, like, went and talked to my boss, who was this, like, ho this horrible man. <laughs> like, he's this awful yeah. guy. And uh, he didn't take kindly to that, so he yelled at me about it, the, the, the video store owner. But, um, and then, uh, but then there were other times where Bud would come in. I think he came in, like, I was graduated. No. Was I? I think I was because I he there was no reason for him to be this mad at me <laughs> for this passive aggressive comment I'm about to share, <laughs> and uh, so I had at that time like shoulder length hair uh, and and a full beard <laughs> and I was working at this video store uh, in town in Redmond, and or maybe I wasn't. I, he, what he said was something to the effect of. Oh, no, because I did look like that because he's like something about looking like uh, Jesus. And he's like, well, it's better to act like Jesus than look like Jesus. I was like, all right. <laughs> but he said it like with some some malice. Well, he, so he, he grew up in like, a tough neighborhood in Philadelphia. And he they used to play. Um, he said that they used to keep switchblades in their shin guards because. Oh, my God. Like, fights would break out and shit. So like Reverend Bud, you know lived life i think 
Yeah. <laughs> nice. to becoming like a reverend bud. <laughs> so he was a very understanding guy. One of my favorite stories about him was he had this like quote unquote colorful past. He had lived life and was raising normally preacher kids have a reputation of being hellions. Mm-hmm. His kids were not those stereotypical preacher kids. They were very, very, very good kids, right? Like, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Kids. And he felt that they were not getting, I, this, I, I cannot corroborate this story, but I love it. He didn't feel that they were doing enough kid things and took them out TPing (laughs) and like, just to like show them things that like kids, like the kind of trouble they should be doing, you know, like good, wholesome trouble, you know, like not, I mean, you know, not doing anything outrageous. And so he's TPing with them and the cops show up and he panics and says, I wasn't here and leaves his kids to get arrested by the cops and barrels home. <laughs> to get there before the they call, <laughs> and, and they call, and he's and they said, "Mr. Oshevsky, we're really sorry, uh, but we we caught your children TPing a house. We have them down at the police station, and he had to fake get like being upset, and they like they totally played along because again they're good fucking kids." Uh, but he, because he couldn't have, like, I mean, could you imagine in that small town, like, just like the gossip that would, like, the, you know, the town preacher caught TPing a house? They were like, they were TPing the house of the the uh, director of the youth group. You know what I like? So Someone it was all knew. inside, anyways. <laughs> but he just saw the lights and he panicked like he was in Philadelphia again and just fucking, <laughs> I wasn't here and booked. <laughs> And like left them to get picked up. So I want that to be true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm not gonna do any fact finding because I want it to be true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, but that I mean, and when you hear that, you're like, yeah, that's t- that's totally that's totally plausible with him. Like I could see that. Yeah. So. Yeah. I can. I can totally. See. I feel like maybe he might have actually taken us TPing one time because <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't remember if it was him. I'm almost positive it was him. And it was a uh, Marv's house when Marv lived like right next to the high school. Oh, yeah. I remember and that. Me and Logan and and Josh and someone else, a couple other people, were like, we knew that they weren't going to be home, so we went to like TP their house. And I, I, Logan had a broken foot or ankle at the time or something and he was like hobbling along and I remember like the, Marv's family pulled into the driveway while we're like, like <laughs> <laughs> and like all everybody's like ah and scattered <laughs> like roaches and, but Logan is there and he's just like clunk 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 <laughs> I just I remember grabbing him and like let's come with me if you want to live. <laughs> I'm trying to get him out of there, and a car, a car came like screeching around the corner, and the door flew open, and I'm almost positive it was Bud. And he was like, "Get in!" 
Come with me if you want to live. We jumped in and stood off. So it was either, you know, it was either Bud. It might have been Logan's dad, which is. Oh, that'd be amazing. I mean, that, that, that's just as cool. Like, oh, my gosh. So that is equally as cool. Both of those. I want both of those to be true. I'm a firm believer in the multiverse theory, which means they both are. So uh, that's awesome. Both of those guys have sweet, sweet 70s mustaches, too. Oh, man. Like crazy awesome mustaches. Yeah. The same that that's like you had to have. My dad has one. <laughs> like that's yep. what men of a certain age like. Yo, Jimbo! <laughs> yes, Yo, Jimbo. That's why I was so excited. When I thought Pumps had a mustache. Well, I mean, it's there's like I have hair. I, don't, I, I see it better now. In in the early internet connection, that it was it's darker than some of the rest. So I was like, these he he cut all his hair off. He's growing like a porn <laughs> stash. I was like, this is gonna be the best hour my of wife. my life. <laughs> She wouldn't, she wouldn't, uh, she doesn't like the mustache and that, that there's a picture of me. Um, I think when I'm in Iraq and I, I grew a mustache. I think I, I actually, have you might. I think you said uh, it to me. She hates, she hates the picture. Number one. Number two, I, uh, photoshopped some more hair in that stash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I grew, I, you know, I've been growing it for like two months and I was like, uh, and I took a picture to send to her and I was like this isn't even I gotta do something about this like it doesn't look like I even have a fucking mustache um, so I photoshopped like I doubled it I doubled the volume of the stash so it's not even real I know that I do have that picture somewhere it's pretty badass I didn't realize it was forged <laughs> yeah, it's fake that's alright <laughs> listen you take how you can get it right like, yeah well, I mean if you got a photoshop facial hair on yourself <laughs> what do you, I, yeah exactly can't you, told me, you told me I look like a Just for Men commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you look, you're like untamed right now, too. You're like, oh, yeah. I, like, um, I can't remember the last time I trimmed anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that, I haven't trimmed that. Jesus, I'm married. I've been married for two years. I haven't trimmed that for two years. Like, <laughs> I uh, I mean most of my power from the size of my bush. Every time I trim it down, <laughs> I lose power. That, yeah, no, I mean, I think the Samson story is accurate. It's just which head got trimmed in the Samson story. <laughs> so he lost his power. Yeah. In my dragon porn novel, this was a major plot device. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> that the warriors. The warrior class uh, all grow their bushes and, and braid them, and you put, like, war beads in your bush, and that's where you get all of your warriors. That power. is awesome. So that's the first Dr. Pump's tweet, is you're tweeting out a link to the first draft of that book. And then the second link that you're tweeting out is the children's book that you wrote um the with the props i can't remember the name of it officer wifflebottoms yes yes oh, i yes, remember yes, that, that yeah i'm not Both sure that that even exists anymore <laughs> what oh I don't know that would I be had. tragic um i don't i i may i may, i guess i may still have the hard copy somewhere um potentially i don't know like i've moved a number of times since yeah then. 
I'm I'm not Dave. I don't <laughs> care. For I know I'm not either. Like there's shit. Like that's why I'm here. You guys have to give me this stuff. <laughs> Dave's Dave's been asking for the last four years for all of my uh, WPLMR both iterations archives, and I like. The computer those are on, it would take me four days to get all the stuff off because it's like just so it's a it's an iMac from 2008 oh, that. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it, it, it just would be painful. Um, I, I'll get them off eventually. And as soon as I do, that fucking hard drive is getting shipped to Dave because I know then it'll last forever. Right. And it will exist <laughs> like, forever. Out in fucking the, the vault. The keeper. Yep. Some of this yeah, stuff is going to live soon before too long in, in a place online we're just going to call the cabin. Yes, that's <laughs> um uh that that is going to happen. That we're um so eventually we're going to build an empire, a long walk short drink empire. Uh so if uh any cabin kids listening to this, pumps you're listening to this, uh once that starts to happen, you ever need a if you ever need a platform, uh you can come under the long walk, short drink umbrella for sure. Okay, uh, so like if I did the, uh, I don't know. when you finally want to release the Catherine Zeta Jones song, <laughs> yes, yes, any of that stuff. Um, that's the one thing it, he's ever given me. Like this is not for the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, of I guess of all the things that might actually be the one that is most release worthy because it's just. It's so nonsensical. <laughs> that was one of Long Walk Short Drinks' first tweets. The gif of her doing that wonderful like dip beneath the laser. <laughs> beneath the laser. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, well, let's work our way towards the uh, the name, the actual namesake of the uh, <laughs> of the episode, Gaffing Kids Volume Two. Yeah. Um. So I the so I remember high school like really starting to spend time with pumps because of drama, and we did that for a couple yeah. years where we would do a big play. And then one act, and uh, and we were reshooting <laughs> the crow often, <laughs> and started to go to movies together. Right. Um, and th- the one thing about the movies that I I do remember is I was always I think I always just went to what I wanted to see. I <laughs> I really did not like. I, f- I realize now, like, maybe it was kind of cool how little fuck I gave about anything, <laughs> but at the time, it didn't feel cool. <laughs> I was just oblivious <laughs> to everyone else. <laughs> so I wore cowboy boots, <laughs> and I went to one of the movies that I wanted to see, which were driven by usually, like, I'd see, you know, anything Van Damme or whatever. Like, I would see things by actors or actresses, because if there was any hope that I was going to see An Behold the Power of the Boobies, yeah. Then I would uh, go to that with the promise of, of you know, nipples, hopefully. <laughs> and uh, Behold the power of titties. Yeah. And so, but I remember this one. And so the, the, there would be these kind of open invites, I think, to larger groups of people that we all knew each other through soccer or drama or whatever. And uh, I remember being sitting down for seven years in Tibet because <laughs> I also saw every Brad Pitt movie. <laughs> Of course, as one does. Yeah. Um, and I'm almost certain that it was Pumps who just stood up and led like en masse, like a row full of dudes. They were just like, what the serious fuck are we doing in this movie? So they all just stood up and left. <laughs> and, I, and we met up later. <laughs> 
there was no words exchange. It was just under, I, I got it immediately. I'm like, well, of course. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, that was me. Yeah. I, I really, I was, I do, I do remember that because we, I was just like, I'm not staying for this. And if anyone wants to come with me, I suggest you don't stay for this. <laughs> I, I, it's and I started walking out and I think, I, I think probably, you know, the row uh, was there and he was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we walked out in the hallway and I think we just like, whatever, there were like three other theaters that were right there. And I just looked at all of them and just walked into one. And I don't remember what we ended up, we ended up seeing something awesome. Like we were all very happy with our choice from whatever it was. <laughs> it we're, like, we're free from the tyranny of this cowboy boot wearing dickhead. <laughs> Dave, so you stayed, you stayed, right? You stayed. I, double, yeah, uh, I was always just going to the movies that I wanted to see. <laughs> like I said, never giving a fuck if anyone else. Yeah. So you, yeah. So double D, yes. He stayed. Uh, we oh, have double, double D's. Yes. Double D's asking if you stayed. Oh alone, yeah, God. but of course, double D. I love me some Mr. Pitt, <laughs> even in that you movie. Know, I'm always portrayed as the 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 asshole and and somewhat villain of the whole experience. But you were the most selfish. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I just didn't know I was being terrible. It wasn't willful. <laughs> Just stupid. So that's the difference between <laughs> villain and selfish. Is oh, it's all a matter of perspective. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody is the villain in their own story. <laughs> Behold the power of titty. I don't know. That doesn't fit there. No, it always kind no. of fits. <laughs> it, uh, it is always kind of fit. You're right. Yeah, it's, yeah. I was um, very selfish then and now. Well, and I mean, so this is and this is another thing. So this is an observation that I can make because I really. When I started hanging out with the cabin kids, it was, I already had a love for movies and I already had a love for going to the movies. This was the first group that I found. Like, I remember Jackson the one year he's like, these are all my, it was like a new year's party. Mm. And he's mm -hmm. like, these are all my stubs from this year. And it was like, it was like the, a stack. And it's again, because we didn't give a shit about anything. And we had like all this liquid money. I mean, can you imagine going like the cost of going to see the amount of movies that we saw during that? Like just talking about can't hardly wait. We saw can't hardly <laughs> yeah. wait yeah. 35 oh, yeah. times probably combined, you know, like that's ridiculous. Well, Ro and I saw uh, fifth element 40 times. Maybe. I don't know. Like yeah. there was a period. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we definitely saw that twice in one day and then we went to like the drive-in like four times a week to watch <laughs> that's so awesome and so and didn't you record I, I, it from the drive-in like on an fm front via the fm right uh, yeah I, I had it on like five across five cassette tapes and we would drive around in his van listening to the fifth element recording <laughs> yeah. oh my i did not i've never knew that that is awesome. That is one of your Palmer's, the three movies you brought on Palmer's picks. Do you remember what the other two are? <sighs> I'm going to assume Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just for the douchebaggery of the thing. Um, and then probably Pulp Fiction. Yep. <laughs> That's perfectly remembered. Or, 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 they were all three picks. Of course. I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, Pulp Fiction's not going to get picked. Fifth Element is amazing it's an amazing movie 
then um, as is a full metal jacket. But. Yeah, those are great movies. Yeah. Uh, another another great question. So what okay, so we're talking about going and seeing, you know, you saw Fifth Element 40 times. We as a collective group probably saw Can't Hardly Wait 35 or 40 times. Yeah. I know um I I know there were other ones that we saw over and over again. What was it? Was there anything so like what about Fifth Element? Why did you go back and see Fifth Element 40 times? Well, initially it was of course Mia <laughs> the power yep. of the boobs <laughs> because the power of the boobs. Yeah. Um and, and I mean But it really yeah, I don't know. I just the, the whole I don't know, you got Bruce Willis and you got her and I think it was mostly her at first, but um it's just such a good movie. It's everything I would want in like a space adventure. And well, and Double D was, is asking like, was, like, do you think it, it was just because that that you had the time to do it? I think that's a good. I think sometimes that's all it was. Like, what else are we gonna do? Let's go to the uh, movies. You know, as as a a working stiff with a two year old. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's a time thing. Like, I don't. I don't do anything I want to do <laughs> at all yeah. anymore. <laughs> it's just like, how much time have I wasted with my literal dick in my hand? <laughs> like right. literally just hanging out with my dick in my hand. Watch a fifth element. Like just, watching just fifth element. Watching whatever. Or I don't know. Man. Browsing titty drop on your phone. Like all browsing of- titty drop. And just like, oh, well, I've got time, so I'm going to edge myself for three fucking hours. <laughs> <laughs> because I can do that. I don't have anything else oh to do. Oh, my God. I'm if going- I had a nickel, we'd already have an empire. Jesus. And so, you know, and now I'm just like. Jack off? What? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus God, when would I even do that? Oh Oh, man, yeah, no, that's so true. Well, and I mean, and how perfect was it? Like, I, you know, I think kids would spend if you give any teenagers liquid money. And all the time of a teenager, they're going to spend it on something, whether it's drugs or whether it's video games or whether it's whatever. And it's just we as a collective like to go to the movies. I think we all enjoyed that process of going to the movies, that experience. Jacko and I used to, when we would sit down in a movie at a certain point within the first half hour, Jacko and I would always go, Ah, fifth element. Ah, we'd kind of elbow each other and just, just like that. Basically, it's like, hey, look at us. We're at the movies. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Wasn't there a? Correct me if I'm wrong. This might be. Wasn't there a story where you went to the movies, pumps with with the group of some group of people, group of our friends. And it was like jam packed, like Titanic or something like that. <laughs> and like that. <laughs> it might have been you in the row. And like there were only two seats, and they happened to be next to two girls, like in the very front row. And like I'm not gonna because I I like I need to hear like our viewers, we have actually more viewers than we've ever had on a live stream recording. We were up to five at one point Holy in time, shit. which was awesome. But yeah. of course. 
Oh, uh, the power so, of, like our viewers will want to see, like, will want to see that. Plus, our listeners, when you hear when this broadcaster is going to want to hear this story, because I remember this. Like, I'm not going to steal the punchline or anything like that. I, I, I'm pretty sure you know what story I'm talking about, and I just want to hear it because it's. I do. Good. Yeah, uh, Crams and I, <laughs> and I believe it was like, it was like Valentine's Day or Sweetest Day or one of those things, and Crams and I, Crams and I went to see Titanic. And it was just, you know, I, I feel like it was something, it was one of those special days. And, uh, you know, we were like, oh, yeah. And the whole time, like, it's crowded because the Titanic is out. And we were just, like, basically shrieking the whole time, like, we're just two guys on fucking Valentine's Day. Seeing <laughs> <in> Titanic. <laughs> uh, so, you know, we made this huge, huge production of. Just two guys going to see Titanic on Valentine's Day, and uh, we went, we went in, and the theater was was absolutely slammed. Um, and they, they were, I think we, I think we even like traversed the rows, you know, looking, um, and we ended up in the very front row of the theater, which I don't, I don't know why those seats are even there. Um, <laughs> For this exact moment, that's why those seats are oh, there. Right. Because they still made money off of them at the, in this moment. There were two attractive ladies uh, sitting next to us, which just like, you know, uh, individually, Krams and I couldn't handle it. Together, it's just we can't fucking handle it. We just <laughs> There's no situation. If you put the two of us together, it's going to come out in a positive manner around. <laughs> girls in particular and just sort of in general <laughs> because he and I did get left on a dark and cold country road and we walked like probably four miles at two in the morning because Jacko left us <laughs> oh my god but, we need to know about that too uh, but with the Titanic you know I just there's just places I don't belong and things I don't belong in. Like I don't, I'm not, I shouldn't have gone to the gone with the wind thing, but that's what everyone was fucking doing. <laughs> oh man, that gone with the wind. You and I both should not have gone to that. I don't even think I would have liked it on my own to be fair. <laughs> I, I, nobody, that, that movie just needs to just go, go in the away. archives and yeah. just not, it should not be consumed anymore. Like no, but even now, great. like I'm, I am 37 no. and I still like get into these, you know, we went to saw, uh, I think the nutcracker two years ago in North Carolina. And I was just like sitting there like grinding my teeth. <laughs> and there was a, a three or four year old girl behind me who was eating chips. She's, and she was like, what is even happening right now? And I was like, this little girl is my spirit animal. Yeah. She is doing everything that I want to do. <laughs> She's like, daddy, this is stupid. Oh my God. <laughs> You like lean uh, your hand back to give her a high five. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I was sweating because there's a bar out there. And I was like, I just, I just want to go out and drink a beer. Um, so with the Titanic, so we're sitting there, there's these two attractive girls next to us and we're watching the Titanic. And I'm just, I think, I don't know. Sean just like, couldn't stop like looking. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I think he had eye strain from trying to look at them, and uh, I just continually uh, made comments, uh, you know, the entire movie. And the one was, uh, 
uh, I guess the big one was when the ship was sinking and the captain was like standing in the fucking rain and fog and he's going down with the ship and people are crying and um, I just I yelled out, "Tray me fish sticks!" And the girl, like the girl, because <laughs> all I could think about was like the Gordon Gordon Fisherman. Like those girls were just like like she looked at me with just tears on her face. <laughs> she was just like, "You are such an asshole." Just, Did she say that? No. She said, it was something along those lines. Like she it was she was very she she uh, she let me know her displeasure, and I may be mapping. Didn't she punch you? I heard she like what? She might. Yeah, she might. She might have. There might have been something like that. <laughs> Well, I, this might be getting overlaid with with Jacko's stepsister. Oh, I know that. I thought that was Heartlob. I thought that was Heartlob. No, that was a different incident. Oh. This was when- <laughs> Jesus, I love all these pumps incidents. That's so great. There's a lot of incidents. Were you there for that? Where she's like, "You're not fucking cute." Was- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then of yeah. course Chris is just like picks on her all the more. Uh, yeah, that's you know. You know. That guy's a cop now, by the way. Oh, that's amazing. That's perfect. I hope he has a mustache. <laughs> he does not, but he, yeah. Uh, anyway, we, uh, uh, what was I, what was I saying? The Titanic. Oh, yeah. So that I, wrap up? Well, I think, you know, she was just like, really, really, like, irate. <laughs> she was very upset with me. Um, but I think there may be a blending of, of, of stories with when I jumped off the roof through Jacko's stepsister's window, trying not to touch her bed. And I knocked her basket of fucking bath and body works over. Um, and, uh, she was, she went absolutely berserk on me. So I think, and this is the problem with like memory right like you end up sort of blending these these things together like there's a uh i have this memory of of myself and my wife and my grandmother going to ponderosa and eating dinner at ponderosa and i kept bringing this up to Lindsay for for years and she's like that well you know my grandmother mentioned at that time we went to ponderosa and Lindsay's like we never fucking went to ponderosa i have never been to a ponderosa in my life and especially not with you and your grandmother. And so I think like after, you know, five or six years, I mentioned my grandma and she's like, no, I have no recollection of that at all. So I think I had a dream uh, that me and Lindsay went to Ponderosa with my grandma. <laughs> and to me, that's reality. Like this was a, this is a memory. It's not a dream. It's a, Whoa. it's a goddamn memory that I have. I thought for like six years that this happened and it didn't. I'm being dumb. So I think everyone's gaslighting me. My wife is potentially a government agent. I found money. I don't know. But there's a whole thing. Is this the Truman Show? <laughs> like, I live in a paranoid delusional fantasy. What I'm saying is, um, she that, that girl at the Titanic was very upset with me. <laughs> that sort of typically the case. <laughs> if I'm if I'm made to sit in a chair for too long, basically anywhere, somebody's going to be upset at me. Yeah. So we we are counting down the time. By the way, 
<laughs> but we got to get to some important business. We have. Oh five... no, we, we haven't even got to the cabin yet. Yeah, like, but we're we're pretty close to that, right? In the timeline. We are of... pretty. I mean, we're essentially getting there. Like, it just hasn't happened yet because this is. Feel free to edit that tirade down. I really digress there. It's uh... no, <laughs> no, it's no. canon now. <laughs> I do kind of want to know when did Jackson leave you in Graham's in the deserted road? Yeah, uh, it was uh, very quickly. I guess we had gone to Worcester. And I think Bauman was there too. Um, we'd gone to Worcester, done something, and the entire evening, um, Krams and I were doing the like Jacko, because he was being a real Jacko at the time, and <laughs> you know, we were like Jacko, let us talk. Oh, <laughs> I, I vaguely remember this. In this infuriated, or at least like, this practice. I don't think you guys did this. You would pull this out on occasion, like if you're really mad at him, the two of you. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we are we are a toxic couple. We shouldn't. I forgot about that. I forgot that the two of you let us talk couple. to him. That's what you would say. No, to no, Jacko? you. They would ask to talk to Matt, not Jacko. Right. Oh, <laughs> that's Jacko is like, his nickname. Matt is his yeah. you know, Christian name. Way you know it was like Jacko. Jacko, we need to talk to Matt. Let Matt out for a second, you know, to reason with him if he was being, you know, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, yeah, okay. So we're, we knew it uh, greatly affected his emotional situation, so we just <laughs> continually did it. And this this night, we were coming back, you know, and we were coming back, you know, from Worcester. So it was one of those, like, dark country roads that, that we used to take. And uh, we were just in the car just fucking hammering him with that and he slammed on the brakes and he's he's like shrieking i'm not fucking jacko Jacko!" and he put the car in park and he got out of the car and started running across this like fallow cornfield (laughs) i I might have been there what do you remember if i was there or if anyone else was there there was a fourth it was you or bauman it was okay all right keep going Uh, Uh, I'm, I've dreamed myself into this scenario. <laughs> and Krams and I both are like, this is the best case scenario. And we just, <laughs> we both leap out of the car and are chasing him across the cornfield. Like, like Jacko, please let us talk to Matt. Oh, holy <laughs> shit! You're, like, you're so like, fucking relentless. <laughs> totally, just really after it, and I thought like this is he's gonna collapse in a field. He's gonna have a total mental breakdown. Well, he turned around and ran back to the car and jumped in and shut and and shut the door and locked the doors. And I think like we made it back and Krams jumped. I think on the hood of the car and Jacko like. Put the pedal down. Yeah, I do remember this. I, I was oh, there because I was in the driver's seat. Because that was part of it. Is you guys would come up from behind him, like on right. either side, and it's just maddening, like in his ear, one on right. each side. And so I also have this vivid. I stayed in the car because of like I'm not going down this. I'm not going right. into field. I'm not people. running. I'm not running in a goddamn cornfield. No. The fucking car's still in the middle of the road. No, I got cowboy boots. And so, <laughs> but I remember. <laughs> I have to student teach in yeah, the morning. Exactly. Fuck this shit. I have movies that I picked that they can't care less about. But I remembered Krams when he got back in and started driving. I have a vivid picture of Krams like trying to dive onto the hood. 
and and I think right. he must have made it because that's when he started to drive way faster than he should have. Yeah, and I think and I don't remember what happened, but he I, he ended up stopping and Cram's like jumped off and away the car sped, and there was you know it was I'm gonna say it's three quarters of a mile to a hill. You know, and we were like very proud of ourselves. <laughs> we, were standing, we were standing like, uh, congratulations, Mr. Kammer. Ah, congratulations, Dr. Pops. Uh, this is, that was a good one. That was a really, really good one. As we we're watching the taillights speed away and they disappeared over the hill. And we were just like, he'll, he'll be back. He'll be back. And we, I, you know, we started like kind of walking and walking. I'm like, you know, I think Sean was like, uh, he, he's not coming back. <laughs> we, we are not close. It's God knows what time of day, you know, even. So we were out there. Um, and I can't remember. The name. It's the road that goes past Bauman's Orchard. That's yeah. 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 Goes Did you, so you walked that entire way. Yeah, well, I, yeah, there was no recourse. We no we choice. Walked, we walked to uh, Cram's house, and he, he, we got in his car, and he took me home <laughs> from there. <laughs> like, and we just, wow, just walking down this this uh, country road, you know, between the cornfields. Although I have to give you mad fucking props because I assume Jacko was unbreakable, like. Oh, he broke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, there's that. First off, mad props because you broke him. <laughs> and uh, second off, this really helps. You know, Dave, we were just talking about how, like, I'm really bad about driving a joke into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, though, the cabin, like, really solidified that because we we were all a little autistic for a good joke. Like, <laughs> like it never yeah. stopped being funny to us. If we found it funny. Right. I agree. Yeah. Like, like Krams and I in, uh, in our, what our health, I think our health class, um, the entire like year of that health class, we crushed up chalk and snorted it like cocaine. <laughs> Jesus and Christ. we would continually look at each other and shake our fists in the air like this um, <laughs> the whole year. And like our health teacher just was like, you guys are so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Every single day, multiple times a day, we were stealing chalk and crushing it and snorting it. <laughs> and and then like looking at each other and shaking our fists and like, <laughs> Like, what does that even mean? I can picture that so clearly, but I was not there for that. But it makes me so happy to know that that went on. Right. Jeez. Yeah. So yes, being That's autistic glorious. for a good joke is a, is an excellent way to put it. And not even yeah. a good joke. Just something. No. Just something no, to commit it, to. <laughs> yeah, that's a great. that You know what? That is an excellent way. That is an excellent caveat to it. Because it it's it, we just had to find it funny. It could have been in, it could have been as simple as snorting chalk, crushed chalk. Right. Which if you just say those words, snorting crushed chalk. Yeah, nobody wins there. <laughs> no, but No, it wasn't great. It was a really bad experience all Yeah. Around. But somewhere you two found something about that hysterical and there's then it's always funny. Once it's funny, it's always funny. And that's what matters. 
Right. It's two human beings finding some connection to one another. <laughs> Isn't that what this is all about? That's what leads to the cabin. All right. Uh, so Twinkie, our um, co-host in Abstentia, sent us a bunch of questions that he wanted us to also make sure we try to work into the conversation or get answered to. So let's let's tie the first experience that you remember with the cabin with uh, Twinkie's first question too, which is, do you recall in your while experiencing the cabin? Um, how, how do you, how did you view it? So he writes like, do you recall how you viewed the cabin while you were actively involved in its use? Um, and if you want to like to lead into that with your first experience with the cabin. Um, I guess like overall it was just a retreat from, I, I remember my dad telling me one time when I was uh, maybe high school or middle school or something, you know, and my, my grandmother didn't live very far away. And what is Silver Creek Park now used to be just some farmer's field, Um, like the whole thing. And so there's this like outcropping of, it's like a concrete built, but it's like overgrown with like rocks and shit. And he's like, that's, he always used to tell me that was, that's called the place. And, it was just a given that on like Friday or Saturday nights, people would just show up to the place and that's all everyone called. It was the place. And you just go out there and you know, we'd have bonfires and, and it's the same thing. <laughs> it's, it was the same exact thing um, in the seventies. And I mean, he had been telling me about that, uh, you know, about, uh, every time we drive by there basically, cause that's what dads do. They just tell you the same shit over and over and over. Um, and so when the cabin, like once I sort of realized it was going to be a recurring theme, like I was like, oh, well, this is our place. Like, this is it. This is where that's so, that's so like crazy interesting because you came to the cabin already knowing what the cabin was like your dad had prepped you for it. Like, that's awesome. Right. And so I think the. The first mention of it, I think, was after like a football game and Bauman and I think Krams were talking about like, hey, we're going to go out to this cabin, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know if I'm allowed. <laughs> so <laughs> just <laughs> and it seems like a huge pain in the ass to try and justify the whole thing and. <laughs> You're like, Dad, it's like, the place. <laughs> I'm going well, to the yeah, place. I didn't know that at the time, but it was like I was going to be getting home late because we were, you know, doing the, at the down at the football game or whatever. Uh, and I thought they would probably already be in bed and I'd have to, like, just tell them that, like, hey, I'm going to go out to this cabin in the woods. So I just totally disregarded the whole thing. Um, and it, it may not have even been a football game. It, it may have been something else. Um, the, now the first time I think that we went out was a story that Dave relayed where we were all like in Smithville, maybe. Oh yeah. Was that the thing where yeah. you, you were driving? What was, what, I, what did you call your, what did you call your car? Uh, shit. I don't remember now. I know it was, well, that, I big, mean, it was that big brown shark. It was, it was gigantic. That big brown Buick that had 
one headlight, no interior lighting. I knocked the muffler off. Um, <laughs> I love the story when you were coming off of 57 and you took that curve too fast and oh, ramped yeah. your car. <laughs> and I re- like, wait, because you said as you were in the air, you were, you had enough time in the air that you got the whole thought out. My dad is going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't, was that right? very- wasn't that a cabin-related thing where we were racing away from the, what we called this person we met once or twice ever, whose real name I have no idea, who is referred to as the yellow bitch? This is not a racist thing. She was not Asian. <laughs> <laughs> she was, it was, yes, that's right. Do you know? She was following me. Yeah. <laughs> she was following me, and I was like, I'm not going to let this happen. And... Uh, <laughs> And I think what is what is maybe a, a little known fact because I I usually kept it under control when other people were in the car, but I drove that Buick like a fucking like a like a motherfucker. I don't know. I don't know what I drove it like, but I drove it hard as fuck all the time. <laughs> like when well, I was by myself. And not to interrupt, but like another story. One of my other favorite stories of yours and I keep stealing your stories. I, I mean, I just keep telling them for you uh, is when you were coming home from Kmart, you were working at Kmart and you were coming the back way home from Wadsworth and just like barreling ass down the road. And you said you saw police lights come over the hill, like a mile behind you. And your yeah. instant reaction was, Floor it like you just like, hammered down and then turned down a side street and whipped into a, a somebody's driveway, killed your lights, and like you just did this. You told you were telling me this story the day at like the Monday after you had done this in biology too, because you're like I just whipped it into this driveway, somebody's driveway, and I just like and your whole body leaned over. You were like I leaned over, yeah, and then I killed I saw the lights the cops and drive by, and drive by. <laughs> And they went zooming by. Like I was like, that was not an infrequent occurrence. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, so you have this Buick. So I have the Buick and the, the yellow bitch is like following. And I am. It's like, it's like Sin City, the, the yellow bastard that would come out <laughs> 10 years later. <laughs> the oh, yellow shit. bitch is following. And all I can hear too in my head is Twinkie being like, sweet, sweet Buick. (laughs) That's like the Homer Simpson. You're telling stories about the yellow bitch, and I'm hearing, I'm hearing Twinkie in my ear and like those dulcet tones, like, sweet, sweet Buick. (laughs) Okay, sorry. That was all just too much for me. (laughs) Okay. Do you remember where you were before I. Lost it. Um, I was barreling down Route 57 with my Buick pegged <laughs> to as fast as it can go because the yellow bitch was behind me. <laughs> and I, I just did not want this to happen. I wasn't going to be the reason that this happened. And so if you'll recall, to get to the cat, because I, I was coming this, from- By this happening, you mean her getting to the cabin or you hooking up with her? Her getting to the cabin. Okay. Oh. That's amazing. See, I'm glad I asked the clarifying question. She was coming to the cabin. 
That's what was yeah. happening. She was coming to the cabin and, and she you was were falling. trying to ditch her. And I was trying to ditch her. And so if you'll recall, like when you're on Route 57, like you can take that all the way out to the cabin. That's how you get there. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, I'm not doing that because I'm a smart guy. <laughs> you see? <laughs> So Wait, I took for a double D. That yellow bitch can't just uh, can't just you know follow you to the cabin. You're gonna have to catch me. Gonna- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I spilled beer. God damn me. it! I'm out of control these last few weeks. I spill everything. It's all over me. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. You got you got beer crotch now. Yeah, I that's I I'll do that's what I'll do for double D for a joke. <laughs> Commit. It didn't even land. Fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh. So you're uh, not bringing the yellow bitch to the cabin. Not on I'm your not watch. Yellow bitch to the cabin. Not on my watch. This ain't fucking happening. So uh, I get to where you would exit 57 to go into Ritman. And man, I just I just mistimed every. A lot of things went wrong in my. In calculus. all fairness, that is that curve can catch you off guard if you're that's not ready for ass, it. Yeah, that's a hard ass turn. And I I have made it at uh, some pretty high rates of speed before, um, but this time <laughs> it just didn't go as planned. <laughs> I I hit the and I knew it. I knew it when I went into the turn that I had hit it too hard. <laughs> I knew it immediately. <laughs> and there was like because there was always like loose gravel there for some reason. Yeah. Because of dumbasses like this who hit it too hard. <laughs> they need it. I, I hit it too hard and I felt I just felt like the G's were going all the wrong direction. <laughs> uh, and I I was trying not and you know this is this is where like time dilation happened and I was trying not to overcorrect too much yeah um, because I had just put this car in a ditch the, the previous winter from overcorrecting too much <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so I was trying not to overcorrect but once I hit that gravel and I felt the, the I felt the back end break loose and start coming coming around to my left to where. I was now headed in a left-hand turn. My rear end was starting to lead the way into that left-hand turn. (laughs) So I cut the wheel hard to the left um, to avoid then going down into the cornfield. So I cut the wheel to the left, and I, I hit. I knew that I was sliding, so I wanted to get some traction, so I just floored it again. Because I thought that would do it, <laughs> and that's so far, when I, I agree with everything. By the way, everything and you've it was done, it I've was not with. a bad plan. No, it's not a bad no. plan. Like you lose traction, you get you got to get the wheel. You know, that's that's how that works. Um, but I was pointed the wrong direction <laughs> when I floored it. I was now pointed at the that median that divided the north and south lane. And it wasn't like a tall median. It was just a, a one of those patches yeah. of concrete. It's yeah. Basically, so yeah. you hit a curb. And so I hit, I hit that curb, and I immediately, just from the way everything was wobbling, I knew that all four of my tires were off the ground. And I remember very, very like slow motion looking at, because I had no stereo, I had a boombox. 
<laughs> in my passenger seat at all times that ran on batteries. And that boombox was like at face level in the passenger seat. And I couldn't hear anything, but like I just heard like the faintest hum of the engine, like hmm. because it was running totally on it. Cause I still had it floored. You know, it was running yeah. unimpeded. There was no yeah. friction whatsoever. So Which I can't was probably even a good thing because that meant the tires were moving when they hit the ground. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I just, I'm like, I'm like coasting through the air and I was like, my dad is going to fucking kill me. And, <laughs> and then it came back like it was a total like fourth wall break <laughs> to just the ethereal body. Um, and when the car hit the ground very roughly, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's when my senses all snapped back in with like, I was hearing the noise of the engine and my radio was my, well, my CD was skipping at the time in my boom box as it had like tumbled to the floor. And I knew that it had rained and it was wet where I had landed. So I just had to floor it again to make sure I didn't stuck in that mud. And I like flew out of right. there. And I flew, and I ended up pulling into the stop and go that's right there at the entrance of Ritman or the Dairy Martin. That's what it was. And I pulled up like, like casually, like limping. I bent the frame in that car, by the way. <laughs> Holy so it had, shit! It had this wobble. <laughs> it never drove the same after that. It had this wobble, and I kind of like came mm. limping in. And I pulled up to the gas pump, and I put it in park, and I turned it off, and I got out, and it's just dead quiet because it's it's late. You know, yeah. probably 11, 30 or something. It's dead quiet. And I got out and like, I just, I looked at my hands and I started shaking really bad. And, uh, I think I walked in, I bought like a pack of Swisher sweets and a fucking leg show magazine. Cause I didn't have any playboys. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, I sat at that stoplight and I, or at that stop and go and that yellow bitch never showed up. And I was like, well, thank Christ. Um, and then I, you know, I, I went, I went out to the cabin and when I saw her the next time, she was like, oh my God, like we thought you died. Like, cause all I saw. <laughs> well, thanks for driving off yellow bitch. And this is the fucked up part. She said all they saw were my taillights disappear, reappear, go in the other direction, disappear. And then they were like, they seemed too high. <laughs> cause I was them in the air. Yeah. <laughs> I jumped that immediate strip. And uh, and she said, so we just kept we just kept driving. <laughs> I was like, yeah. What the fuck? Who does yeah, that? that? Yeah, that's really fucked up. She's like, we thought you were dead. Who is we this person? Fuck? Like that's I can't remember. Like, how did you know her? Why was it important she not make it to the cabin? Or is that because too much to get into? It was no, it was my uh, I would say crush. It was her. Oh, that's her right. That's right. Okay. And she was just awful. God, she was awful. Well, they were both awful, but all right, Molly. Stop. So let's bring it. Let's bring it back to the cabin. What was? What was your? Can you remember the first time you went out to the cabin? Um, no, no, not really. <laughs> I, I think excellent. So, what was your? All right. Well, then let's just take a general consensus. So, in all your time spent at the cabin. What was your impression of the, I'm assuming Twinkie's going for the physicality of the space. Like what, like what, well, just what was your overall impression? What did it, what did you take from it while you were there? 
friendship. Yeah. In a word. I mean, that's, that's, that's it, right? It was just, uh, we had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. I enjoyed being out there. Um, it was pretty integral, I think, to, like, I think this has been echoed, you know, I'm just saying what uh, I think right. everyone else would say about it, where, like, it was just a very comfortable place to be. Because that's, I think that's closer to what the intent of the question is, is how you viewed it. So you saw it as like a safe space, right? Yeah, that's my safe space. Um, um, I, and I mean, and we touched on it with like the, the autism of a joke, how we just run it into the, <laughs> ran it into the ground, phrase. but, but it's, but in the sense though, like that's a very unique, um, that's a very unique personality trait and then to find the core group of the cabin kids all of us had that same trait you know and I, and, and and i'm and that's just one example of those unique things that somehow in this little town in the middle of nowhere there's this group of people that all share this thing well um, i think a lot of us for the most part just didn't really have anywhere else to go yeah <laughs> or yeah. and i just I, and i don't mean like physically i i just mean it it is it, it, it just kind of a bunch of weirdos like snorting chalk and like snorting off, fucking chalk who does that Damn, dude like what is that what who snorts fucking chalk? I don't know. And why can't I, I picture so clearly what the two of you look like doing yeah. that fishing? Oh, no, thing. I can totally picture that. Like, like Beavis uh, and Butthead is what we look like. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, it was very, like, you know, when I moved, I think, to Ritman, I just always had a very outsider type of uh, feel because, number one, a lot of people grew up together and everything, and I sort of came in and it was second grade, but also for me personally, I just sort of, uh, I tend to feel like an observer more than a participant in like groups of people. And even like, I, I'm a pretty egregarious person, I guess. And, and I do interact well with people, but even in that, even still at, you know, however old I am, I still feel more like I'm observing what's happening rather than like being part of it. And so this was like a really radical departure from that. Like the cabin changed that entirely. That was 100% different. Awesome. It, it was like, I felt like we were friends, <laughs> family. And not, yeah. that I was just like, <laughs> not that I was like there for, you know, I don't know, whatever reason. And not like I'm, just watching everyone else and what they're doing and how they're interacting um, and, you know, sort of self-recording my own interactions with people. But we're just, we were just having fun and, and, and doing cool shit. <laughs> I still consider it cool shit, although I don't tell anyone about it. <laughs> well, speaking of cool shit, like, so are there any memorable... Like what are some what are some big cabin moments you remember? Like what were big cabin moments for you? 
Um, okay. Look at, well, let's start with... Look at Dave's losing well, his shit. Why is Dave of, oh, I just he thought of one that involves... Like, yeah, like, sucks. We guys gonna talk about me. No, I just remembered... <laughs> I just remembered a Kevin uh, story that I learned on this podcast involving pumps that I didn't know about at the time. So sorry. That's, what is it? But I much well. Let's see what you remember first. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very nice to hear. I mean, I know you're saying that like what what the what you're expressing is is the same as other people have expressed, but it's not, you know everybody has their own experience of everything. And, sure. you know, like, I didn't realize before today that I was such a selfish prick in high school, but you need other people to relate their experience to learn that kind of thing. Well, you so. need your friends to tell you that you're being a fucking asshole. Yeah, like, that's, that's, that's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it, sometimes it takes 20 years for that. <laughs> sometimes. But I know Twinkie was asking some of these questions and especially interested because, you know, he he and a few other people like literally built that with their hands yeah, right. with certain intentions. And, uh, and then there were other things that happened. And of course in the chicks multiverse, there's the power of titties, chicks, yes. like, <laughs> chicks, man, but we can get some chicks, <laughs> but you know, there's the alternative narrative where we as a quote unquote group descend and take over <laughs> the, uh, listen, if there was a documentary on that group of people who built the cabin, we would be the fucking villains. Like there's, Oh yeah. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. I mean it would be it would be like the end of Apocalypto, where like, you know, the Mayan dude like runs out onto the beach and there's boats with Europeans and what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's like it would be it would end with a first contact and then they would be fucking eradicated. Yeah. Literally, literally two of the people who built that cabin with their bare hands. We're one of them. I only saw out there twice after we started going there as a group. And the other one, <coughs> one of the few times he was there after we started the going there was a group was to tell us we were not welcome back anymore. <laughs> so he, he was around a fair amount. Though, and he would be the guy that I'd be like, that's the student teacher. <laughs> well, that's, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but yeah. no, but yeah, I, I know. So, but anyway, so you're, you're, your uh, experiences are not redundant. In fact, they're very singular, and that's why we're prodding you about them. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, what, I was always very aware that 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 we had taken over, and I was frankly a little uncomfortable about the whole thing. <laughs> really? Well, because there were. Uh, I always felt it was we were a little too comfortable there. Yeah. Like we were allowed to use the space by the grace of these people, and maybe we shouldn't have taken advantage of it, like we did. That's interesting. And I, um, I, that was always a lingering kind of thought in my mind. Like you know, this wasn't built for us, but here we are every weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so that was that was always you know, and obviously I pushed it out because well, I don't care. But well, yeah, I, I mean, of course, at the well, and at the end, it's like, well, who gives a shit? It was high school, like, it doesn't matter, anyways. Yeah, it doesn't matter at all. No, it um, but I, I mean, that's 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 hugely interesting. I never, I mean, yeah, in hindsight, I, I can easily admit, yes, we took it over, but at the same time, too, like, 
because of that, like a direct result of that happening, girls fucking came out to the cabin and like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. and Hartzler like got to like hang out with those girls out at the cabin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, I know at it, least Logan came down sweaty from the cabin once. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, but I'm just saying like, that's, I think that that, that really speaks to the nature of your character that you're still like carrying that with you. Like, is this something that we should not have done? And I guess maybe hopefully we'll get by the end of that. We'll, we'll be able to answer that question. Like, was it, is it, you know, is it worth however you perceive the injustice of what we, of, of us sweeping in on the cabin? Like, was it still worth it though? I, in my opinion, I, I mean, I don't, that never even, I'm not carrying any guilt about taking out. Yeah, exactly. Like the, it was fucking awesome. So but, but, all right. it's just a lingering thought, right? Like, yeah, no, that's fair. I think that's totally fair. So let's say, let's say you're somebody hears about the cabin and they ask you, um, well, like, tell me a story about the cabin. Like what, what happened out there? Like what's, if you were going to if you were going to pitch the cabin through um through an uh an anecdote or an event what would be what would be your go to like what's the first thing that pops to your head like this is a great representation of the cabin running naked through the snow <laughs> running naked through the snow <laughs> in the cow pastures um Wang time, if Wang you will. Time. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna meet a bunch of guys. <laughs> you pull your dicks out, take your pants off. You're gonna run through the snow. You edge for uh. three hours. Every <laughs> <laughs> Friday, this goes on. <laughs> Come on uh, out. Time you could spend <laughs> talking to girls. <laughs> You're not. You're naked, but dudes. <laughs> but you're okay with it. Fine. Um, one, one. So here's like, the cabin doesn't come up. Like, yeah. In my life, unless I'm talking to Logan, essentially. Okay. Um, every once in a while, I mention to Lindsay, but anything in like, anything I talk about to Lindsay. Basically, her eyes just glaze over, and she's like, "Oh my god, I don't care about 1999." <laughs> <laughs> just... Oh, but that's so telling that you've talked about it enough that she's like over it. Well, yeah, and and maybe that's the case, um, but it, it just doesn't. I just don't like. It's just for me, right? Like, I think you know, most of my friends that I have here in Columbus right now, aside from Logan. Um, have no idea. Like it yeah. just, it just doesn't come up. And that's not like to shit on anyone. Like I, I you know, uh, especially my friend Jordan, who who is my closest friend. Um, he he knows about all of you individually, and I think he knows that maybe we did this, but it just doesn't. I, it's just not. Yeah, it's just for me. Like it's just for me. And I like, think that's totally respectable. Yeah. Res respectable and. I think, you know, Dave and I, I think that it, in Dave, I mean, 
please, you know, give your own spin on it. But I think we only talk about it so much because we talk to each other a lot. You know, like yeah. I bet it like I bet it comes up a lot regularly with Logan, right? Like when you're just talking like you and Logan are just talking. So I mean it just happens. But I can totally respect that that's for you, that it's for you and that and that's awesome. Oh, it, it looms and large that, in, in my life, of course, but I can't say I've ever spoken with it maybe at all uh, with anyone outside of, outside of the group just because uh, maybe a little bit when uh, when I was working at the um, cable access center and using that gear to like put together the docu- you know the early documentaries about this group of people and their creative pursuits um, I think I I, th- I think I show some people saw what I was working on uh, I remember this guy that had a he did a track show there he was a track coach and he was uh, the one video that I've the well we call it the one video but it, it it's a song it's it's a montage to U2 song one featuring footage from this time in our lives and uh he he saw it and he's like oh this is just like what you do when you're this age <laughs> it was not like shitty a little dismissive but yeah. he was just uh yeah but and then uh i think i showed <laughs> i think i showed the first minutes of the dreaming out loud documentary which was uh, you know something we've talked about before too and and has some of the interviews with this this crew from 1999 uh to this guy named Homer Baldwin, who was a documentarian in Wadsworth, and he was in his probably 80s then. And I showed it to him, trying to get some feedback from a documentarian, and, and he was just giving me pointers. But those are li- literally the only two times I can think of ever that I talked to about this uh, thing we used to. Oh, I wrote a short story about it. Like, so I would put it in my creative work, but I wouldn't speak about it in a mixed company. Or there is one person that I spoke about it. Ooh. With. At, at length, and she, you know, anything while I was in Alabama, when I was stationed down there, that you sent me, she saw. Because she and I worked nights together. And, like, oh. on like Saturdays and Sunday nights, it's just, like, nine hours of nothingness. Um, right. And so, like, you know, we, I mean, we had plenty of time. So I think, Dave, you had sent me a number of things and um, I, like I showed them all to her and like she saw the book and like all this stuff. And then um, she asked me if she could have some of my sperm so that she, <laughs> her lesbian girlfriend could uh, then have a baby. She wanted a cabin maybe. <laughs> you know, and after showing her all of this, <laughs> my problem is she didn't even ask to fuck me. <laughs> she just wanted to like the sperm. <laughs> I'm like, well, no. <laughs> I mean, did you ask, like, do I? Get, how does it get delivered? Uh, no. Well, she uh, had mentioned that there was, you know, we could work something out. I think is what she said. <laughs> I read this. So you were gonna get the fucker. So why'd you say no? Uh, she wasn't my type. Number one. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then number two, she was a lesbian. Yeah, I mean, that's oh, understandable. Right, that's, and it was really probably... just—it was an. I was um, nineteen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. I'm so, just you shit. Well, no, no, no. I, what I'm saying is, um, it seems a little 
I don't think that's right. I don't think you should ask a 19-year-old guy for his sperm when you're like 47. <laughs> oh, oh wow, yeah. yeah. I got no, it. I don't, it just doesn't totally change the picture. Right. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't. Yeah. It's weird. It's yeah, weird. that's weird. That's that's stranger danger. Your life is just like like your memoirs should be called stranger danger. Um all right, so so I know you talked about how one of the lingering currently like like even now to this day, like one of your lingering feelings is just like was that right with like us swooping in on the cabin? Like how what other feelings do you have now about the cabin? Well, it's just a very memorable, awesome period of my life. Like, it dominates my, my memory in that, like, entire high school time period. Like, I have a lot of sort of individual memories from prior to that, but it is how I sort of define that entire period. Like, it is... That's it. It's everything. It is everything. And when I think of even things that were that did not take place at the cabin, it took place with those people, and we were either there or go, you know, coming from or going there or talking about it or we're gonna share this at the cabin or something like that. So it was definitely it was just everything. Yeah, that's so. I mean that's that's so true. That that is definitely that era. Because yeah, I, I think we all I think we all had plenty of like side adventures, you know, like me and the row yeah. did all of this stuff and like me and Jacko had our own adventures in like being Siamese twins and getting in the movie theater and like me and Crams had these <laughs> these weird late night like trips to where the fuck ever to tumbleweed in Worcester um, to, for his, the, the, the person that he was opining after at the time. Oh, um, so there was, I vaguely remember that. Oh, these all need to be explored, but, but go on. So there's, a, like, there's this, this whole range of like other stuff and like individuals sort of, you know, pairing off and, and doing all the stuff and forming these other relationships vis-a-vis the cabin. There was so much opining at the time. Like when we were yeah. going out to the cabin, all of us were lonely dudes, <laughs> except yeah. for Logan. <laughs> but, except for Logan, who was who? Me and yeah, Jacko got play. getting a blowjob, and it was. <laughs> wait, what? That was broken up a little by the internet, but I did hear a very interesting word. So wait, what? Logan, now? Yeah, Logan and I, or sorry, Jacko was Logan's girlfriend at the time. Lived across the street from me. And so, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He was frequently there, and his car was there, and Jacko was frequently at my house. So, we were just like hanging out at my house, filming some <laughs> random piece of shit video, while Logan is at his girlfriend's house across the street. Um, and I think one night he and I just worked each other up into some madman frenzy and we took five to ten um five gallon buckets in my backyard and filled them with pine cones and walked across the street and we're just dumping pine cones into logan's car <laughs> 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 just like 
Phil. This is what you get for getting a blowjob, asshole. <laughs> we didn't know that yet. We were dumping the pine cones in and like going back and like. <laughs> yeah. Knowing goddamn well that he's in there doing God knows what. Um, and I think we saw movement in the, the front room, which was like their computer room um, in the house. And I I don't know. Some, one of us. Either way, we were peeping Tom. <laughs> Stood at the window because there was like a slit in the blinds. And we were looking through and Logan and her were just like hanging out and like they came in and they were hanging out in there for a minute and uh she got up and went and closed the door to that room and i was like oh no (laughs) 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 this isn't good (laughs) abort abort (laughs) no there was no aborting (laughs) no (laughs) and so she took her pants off And that, I think, is where both, you know, Jacko and I were like, this is getting weird. (laughs) (laughs) And we kind of looked at each other and we eventually, after seeing just a little too much, uh, we egressed (laughs) out of that situation. (laughs) I'm not, I don't even know if Logan knows this or not. (laughs) No. Surprise, Logan. Yeah. Surprise! Fuck Logan. Logan, this is what Logan was up to when we were all <laughs> opining for like yeah, years. That's upon true. Years. The, that is A, awesome for him. Two, so unfortunate for the both of you. And three, kind of upsetting to me now. It's. <laughs> I mean, and I'm sure Jacko and I were both like probably in full camouflage. <laughs> <laughs> like it could not have been more strange <laughs> I think what's so endearing though is that in the root of it like this is really like you losing your innocence because this started with like ha, 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 let's put a bunch of pine cones in Logan's car and so then you spend like trips upon trips with five gallon buckets <laughs> putting pine cones in the car and then it's like just that last trip that you probably shouldn't, didn't have to take. Yep. But you're like, just one more, one more bucket full of pine cones. And then like, you're just like, you're like, ha ha ha, what a great prank. prank. And then you're walking by and you're like, oh, look at that slate in the window over there. Let's go look through this. And then it's like, by the end, your innocence is lost. And you're like, come on, Jacko, let's go home. <laughs> That's, I mean, you, uh, you pretty much summed it up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Logan. Yeah, it's just, uh, yeah. I bet he regrets saying that's what he wanted his nickname to be now. What did he want his nickname to be? Lo- Logan. Oh, no. Fuck. He's like, just say Logan. Like, he was like, <laughs> I was like, so what nickname should we use for you? Because I'm going to talk about you being on here. He's like, just use my fucking name. <laughs> just use Logan. Like, it's it's just, so badass. Hey, it's yeah. a badass name. When I, Pumps, when I told Palmer your middle name, he about shit his pants. I did almost <laughs> shit my pants. You didn't know that? Yeah, that's no, a wicked name, that. too. I mean, Pumps yeah. Russell is... Uh, Dr. Pumps Russell is pretty cool, but your actual name is like a superhero yeah. name. Yeah, well, I, you know, and my, my like... 
my author name, C. Walker Steele, I think is what. <laughs> I, I want so bad I, to get into the Dragon Porn so, novel, but we'll, we have to save that for later. We, Twinkie's got a couple other questions, but we're going to yeah, have to gotta, know when, about that. No, no, like when we, when the next time you're on, it's not going to be all cabin, 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 cabin. Like we do this now so that the next time you're on, we can no, just talk about Dragon Porn novel, Dragon Porn novel, Dragon Porn novel. Okay. All right. I'm in Yeah. That. All right, so um, you never did answer. What? Do you recall any specific or memorable events? Yeah, uh, let's. So let's let's just hit this. This has to be said. Um, that time I mocked Dave. Oh, that's not what I was oh. thinking of. But all right. Now, oh wow! This needs to be addressed. Okay. There's there's a a, a practice um, that some anthropologist. Uh, made a term, coined a term for from some African tribe. It's called insulting the meat. Okay, and it's when the hunters go out, they hunt, they 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 kill a fucking gazelle or whatever, and they bring it home. And as they bring it in, you know, if it's the biggest gazelle, everyone says, like, oh, what? That's like the smallest gazelle you could possibly find. Why did you even bring that back here? And so it's just it's just an adversarial funny way of expressing, you know, like just recognizing somebody. So my intent 20 fucking years ago, when I made fun of you that you have addressed on this fucking podcast, my intent was not to be cruel or unkind. The row and I, were very much impressed by your talents and it was it was really an insulting the meat scenario where if you watch somebody deadlift 600 pounds you know you're like well you you couldn't go any heavier than that or something i mean that's all it was i was just it's just your your intensity i mean you were so good and i i was just doing like a tongue-in-cheek mimicry of that and everybody lost their fucking mind this <laughs> cabin drama this is like i am so this is so amazing that this is getting res- like 20 years it took for this resolution winky twinkie <laughs> in the fucking grill like screaming at me People are just like, you know, dude. And I'm like, this was not meant to be harmful. Like, it was just a, it's just, it's an, it's, it's, it's like, it is adversarial, but it isn't an adversarial, like, friendship. Like, you're just, you're just busting somebody's balls, but not for anything bad. And so, but everybody went nuts and, like, Three hours later, Bowen was like, Dave is really mad at you. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I like know. he leaned up against a tree and he's like, that sucked. You know, and it was, it was actually uh, the row who, uh, and I sort of had this inclination that I shouldn't do it. Because Nick and I were doing it all the fucking time, like outside of your presence. But- <laughs> so much worse. I mean, all we of the were time. totally mocking all you the all the time, and it was just <laughs> the two of us. <laughs> but we did it. We know we did it. Like Nick and I went to. We had some. It's an homage, though. It's like, like, 
Like anybody yeah. who was better than us, we just made fun of them, but not because of not maliciously, not, not, not maliciously at all. It was just like a, you know, it's just, I, well, it's like Shaun of the dead makes fun of zombie movies, but it does it because it's like satire. It was just, yeah. He loves zombie movies. Satire. Like that's like we were, I was, right. I remember sitting there and I like, I just, I had played like just for Nick's, sort of amusement i had started to just like feign it a little bit and he's like like fucking row like fucking row that's my row he had absolutely nothing to lose from that situation and egg you into it that's like when, this is what's really coming out is he worm-tongued you into that goddamn performance there are three people in the world that can manipulate me like they just know how to get me to do their fucking bidding and push my buttons in the right way <laughs> that just i just do it I, and he is one of those people and he just did it right then and there and i was like yeah okay. i said well you know you know he and i have had a lot of laughs about this and so i'm just gonna ah eh, fuck it i'm gonna let it go and then we'll all have a good laugh and that is not what happened <laughs> <laughs> at all oh <laughs> you were like <sighs> pumps of verse and I even apologized to you later that night as we were headed to the gravel pits um, because several people had been like like you just broke him <laughs> you just broke him it's very, very sensitive at the time I, should well, I, tell, I, I mean I, I actually would love to hear the rest of this but I, I do want you to know that I, I I just didn't understand ball breaking for many years. <laughs> and uh, and now it's something I really value. That's going at the beginning. Yeah. That's a bumper. That's fucking going at I the beginning. It. We were but, talking. Like, I just want to hear that. I just. I just didn't understand ball breaking for no, many years. I was like, fucking like, wearing white and cowboy boots. What the fuck did I know about? Male camaraderie. <laughs> you, you were in high school and went to middle school exactly. to hang out. What the fuck? Right, so the catalano leaning on things. I didn't know. I didn't know. I, it was not something that I harbored like hard feelings over over the years. I, I think shortly down the line, I was like, well, yeah, because I was soon pretty embarrassed about the way that I performed back then. Anyways, I was like, well, of course you make fun of that guy. <laughs> that guy's doing like bad karaoke at Pearl Jam. Oh, it's way, funny. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, it's nice to hear all this, but like, oh, I just want you to know. I, I, always, I love this. I, re- like, I This is awesome. Well, I didn't always this understand. Twinkie should be proud of himself <laughs> for causing this like resolution. But this I can see awesome. at the time I, <laughs> that I would have probably been inconsolable. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So let's um let's rapid fire a couple. So, all right, give me one, give me one trait in your present life that you can directly contribute to the cabin. Empathy. All right. I I a, a fragile man. I I harmed a fragile man's death. <laughs> 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 and uh, the look, the like sideways look. Oh shit! But it is. It. Is, I just. It's. It's an understanding of. Um, I reset my meter to zero 
for people that perhaps I wouldn't necessarily interact with or get along with or hang out with or whatever. Um, everybody that I come in contact with gets a zeroed out reading. Like, let's just bro. That's all I want. I just want to bro. Um, yeah. And so, you know, when you have, it's that diversity, it's, and I, I can totally take that from that time period because there were a lot of different personalities. And like I said, like I didn't have, like I had like what, like Seth, Seth Rock was like my friend, my one friend for a really long time. Like basically I moved to Ritman and then that was it. And uh, yeah, until, you know, somewhere in, I guess, middle, like late middle school and then moving into high school, like I had these other people and then, but the cabin was like it, it just, it sort of solidified that whole thing. And, um, but it was a very, a varying group of people who were less sensitive than me. <laughs> I guess that's a good way to Wait, play. more? Or was it less or more? I was yeah. <laughs> less sensitive. I was, I'm an, I am a aggressive personality. And that's, and that's also something that I take out of that time period from now. I didn't realize at the time, and I actually didn't realize until a couple of years ago, that I am aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> and that I do come off as aggressive in a lot of situations um, and, and, and as being sort of, well, just assertive and aggressive. And that's not, that isn't, that wasn't in my wheelhouse until a couple of years ago that I started looking back and like, oh man, like I get it. <laughs> I'm, just, uh, I'm, I'm an aggressive male. <laughs> just, I didn't know. I thought I was like the really laid back, chill dude, and that isn't exactly the case. But uh, here's the thing, though, like, because you're saying, like, I'm a, like, I realized I'm an aggressive man. I think I I don't think aggressive is the right word. I that I would peg. I would say abrasive. If you, like in with no, uh, no intent of offense at sure. all. Like I'm not trying to offend at all, uh, because I find that your abrasiveness, I think, is it's like comedy gold to me. Like I find you absolutely hysterical. Um, but you're also one of the most sensitive people from the cabin that I know. Like I remember you were driving with me one time in my big giant white Buick. And it was the middle of the night and you're, we're driving. I was taking you home and you're like, we're just going down the road. And you're like, oh, oh there's a cat. Oh, I think you just hit a cat. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I was just saying, I'm like, oh, I might cry. And you're like, I am crying. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. Like, oh, my, I really did hit a cat. Like, fuck. Um, I jumped out of a Humvee because there was a Bradley behind us and there was a turtle in the road. <laughs> I jumped out of a Because <laughs> I knew, I knew that fucking jerk-off driving that Brad was going to run over that turtle. Like, no, there was no yeah. in my mind that's what was happening. And I, I yelled at the driver. I was like, stop, 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 stop. I was like, what, 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 what? And I jumped out 
and I ushered this snapping turtle, this Iraqi snapping turtle. Oh, shit. And we weren't outside the wire, you know, we were on post. Um, so it wasn't like a, a thing, but I, I ushered this turtle like off into the creek. And I remember the Brad that was behind us, like I, the hatch like flapped open. Like I heard it like, <laughs> and this dude like crawls up out and he's sitting there and he's looking at me and I'm like, go, go, go. And he's, I just hear him go, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I was, I was like, I don't give a shit. I'm getting this turtle out of the road because your dumb ass is going to run over it for no fucking reason. So, I got uh, spot for the animals. Well, I, but I mean, the, but that's just like, you also have that like, deep-seated compassion for other like other human beings too i do care about uh other people absolutely so i mean so don't like don't uh, the aggressive thing what well, i mean i mean, just, i mean that like i'm not um uh, that sort of the 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 chill like surfer vibe dude that i in my head that that's how I was and that's okay I got it I got it that's <laughs> funny <laughs> that's because then you start thinking back like well I don't know I was always in a fight I was always screaming at somebody <laughs> you know I was always like isolated from the general population at school how could I have been this chill surfer dude I guess I wasn't uh, can't be the truth because not, oh, not that's that's awesome. Palmer, why why did you um I know there's a couple more Twinkie questions, but Pumps, just so you know, I'm I'm fighting a lot of bro urges like where the blood sport theme is gonna come on. <laughs> I'm gonna, oh, so yes. I'm trying to keep it together here. But well, I saw um, Blood Sport in nineteen eighty seven in the theater. I, was I know years old that I know that about you, and that's one of the many things I love about you. <laughs> you saw Blood Sport in the theater, He's the that's the only awesome. one who could say that among us. Yeah, yeah, that is awesome. So my great. dad took a seven-year-old to the theater to see Bloodsport. Oh, amazing. I saw Iron Eagle when I was like four or five, like before my dad went to jail. Like what? I saw, he took me There's to see so Iron amazing Eagle. Amazing things in that sentence. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit! I didn't know your dad went to jail. I didn't know he saw Iron Eagle in the theater. I gotta At go. Great Oaks in Wadsworth. Like, what yeah. theater did you see Bloodsport in, Pumps? Uh, I don't. I don't know. There's a lot of really disjointed. We moved a lot during that period. <laughs> <That's right. Sorry. laughs> so, okay. Not sure. Often in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> God. Okay. Well, the question I was I was uh, gonna ask uh, of Palmer was like there, Palmer called you the quintessential cabin kid, and I just wondered if there was more to say about that or, or a question in there somehow. Um, because it does seem very interesting. Like I was this like sensitive emo kid. Same, same. I actually did not know this thing about the Seth Rock being your only friend prior. I didn't know you were even that close with Seth. And so like Jacko was my only friend before the cabin, really. Uh, so that all makes a lot of sense to me. And despite the, the, these stories that have been told here, I've always felt a deep connection with you somehow. Um and so, so I'm very interested though, because I, so there's that both. Like, so I'm just emo sensitive kid. You're kind of an emo sensitive kid also, but you can also be an alpha male type. So I'm wondering if that plays into to Palmer's question about you being this uh, well, quintessential no, I think, kid. Well, um, no, I think 
Well, I think Pumps touched on it um, more eloquently earlier, where he's like, "I'm just like casual observer. Like I'm, I, I considered he considered himself an observer." And I just meant like when I said that, um, I would like first off, like Pumps is always like in in my opinion. And some of the best cabin stories, like Pumps is always one of the play, major players, like, or not even major players, just like, is there even, you know, like, so I think that that, while the cabin definitely let you, and let you Pumps, like, come out of that observer role, though, I still think, though, you just had this, I just remember you always being on the periphery, like, there, there was always, like, more dominant personalities which is funny considering it's pumps because like you, I, you also, I consider you to have a dominant personality, but you were really good at like uh, your, your comedic timing was always like so much better than mine in the sense that most of the time you would just let it like ride out and just let it happen, you know? And and so that driving, you it, just don't touch the wheel too much. It'll drive. It. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, so I, like, as you were asking your question, Dave, I came like, this is the way I would, I would break it down is like, if there was a cabin movie, um, I would say pumps would be like the narrator. And then all of the rest of the cabin kids would be like the major players, you, like, or the, not the major players, but like the, those dominant, those, those like personalities, you know, but it would all be told from like pumps perspective because I just feel like he was always on the periphery. If not one of the like main characters of what was going, the shenanigans going on, you know what I mean? How would that narration begin? <laughs> pumps. <laughs> I was driving on 57 and the yellow bitch was behind me. Yeah. <laughs> I got a goddamn yellow bitch up my ass. Um, side, side, side note though, uh, about route 57, um, as the first time I was taking Ash down 57, I pointed out the thicket that the cabin used to be in. Cause it's not there anymore. And then I said, and then directly across the street, do you see that gravel pit over there? And Ash is like, yeah. And I was like, do you see that crane that's on the edge and how it like overlooks the, the, like the, the gravel pit there. And she's like, yeah, I was like pumps shit off the end of that he climbed like he trespassed into the gravel pit climbed up the crane that overlooked the gravel pit and shit off the end of it that's what he did that's what I, I was laughing about earlier off the end of that crane what a fucking bunch of idiots <laughs> just there's a trespassing chapter in the book <laughs> that was a regular thing <laughs> i wish there was that picture <laughs> oh my god that's yeah that's and I, you know it's funny we trespassed in places that you get shot for trespassing in well that crane what a dangerous situation. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking high off the ground. Like, how many feet would you approximate? It, it, it's high off the ground if it was just the crane, 
but then it overlooked a 300 foot deep That's, gravel pit. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. After like a hundred feet, it doesn't matter how deep. It no. Is. The result is the same. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It would have been a long. That turd stood no chance. That turd stood no <laughs> chance. I heard it like. But I never heard the splash. <laughs> I never heard the splash. And I wiped my ass with a receipt. Oh, <laughs> God. Happened to have in my pocket. But that is something I actually go back to a lot and think about just simply because what a. Why? <laughs> like, what a bunch of fucking idiots. Like, that was absurdly dangerous. <laughs> absurdly dangerous. Because not only did we go to the end of that that crane in trespassing over a 300 foot pit but i then pulled my pants down <laughs> and hung over the railing <laughs> to take a shit just with my ass hanging out off of the crane like like i i want to slap max right now <laughs> <laughs> because of something it is I adult did. human face like <laughs> that <laughs> and then uh we we got chased by llamas uh, <laughs> on the way back from that we got chased by llamas oh alpacas sorry <laughs> i'm surprised you never got chased by peanuts oh. in all the times that you went to, into the into the gravel pits like <sighs> yeah i i, I wouldn't would not do again. <laughs> I guess I'm glad I did it because apparently it's a very affecting story, but I'm not glad I did it for like just a personal like what Well, Ash's reaction when I said it, she was like, "Whoa." <laughs> yeah. Like she was impressed. <laughs> yeah. She was thoroughly impressed. So, <laughs> I'll have to re I'll have to remind her that uh, the pumps that was on tonight was the pumps that shit off the well, end of the And what's funny sure is that's remember that. not the most dangerous situation I've been in in my life, but it is. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it does stand out more so than, than, other, and, and it's just, it's always there. Like, and maybe it's because of heights. I'm not crazy about heights. I'm not like afraid of heights necessarily, but. Just, I don't know. The conditions are all, it's dark. It's probably windy. I don't recall. A bunch of fucking idiot kids at one in the morning and a crane over a gravel pit. So Shit, man. Yeah. Before we wrap up, rapid fire the Twinkies uh, final questions, I want to, yeah. so the, the place, your dad told you about the place. Was that prior to the cabin and that was after and you yeah, put it together? The cabin. No, that was prior to the cabin. Was so, like, I was probably in middle school, I think, when he was talking about it. Did you did you put it together? Yeah, like did you associate yeah, yeah. that when you were out there? Once, um, I think once it became apparent that this was like becoming sort of a regular thing, like yeah, that was. Oh, okay. This is what this is what happens. Like, this is my place. This is my place. Yeah, yeah. And and that's why I think you know my dad was he was somewhat reticent I think because of his life in. You know, I mean, he knew he had to let me, like, go out and have friends and, like, do shit. Um, and it, it was it was always in a semi-controlled manner where I would have to, like, check in every once in a while, you know, call or whatever. But um, once he sort of knew that we were going to the place, 
like this was where I was going to be. I was at least going to be in one spot, you know, yeah. nobody was going to be, you know, driving drunk or whatever. Like that was, that was it. That was fine. It was all, it yep. was an immediate, like you have a 10 o'clock curfew to, I don't care what the fuck you do. <laughs> yep. Where are you going to be? Well, we're going out to the cabin. We're going to go see a movie and then we're going to go straight out to the cabin. Coolio. And that was it. Like that was, and yep. so, so, yeah. um, so, uh, talking about the driving drunken stuff it was because we've touched on how i mean alcohol and drugs they happened but they were not a regular thing at the cabin no i um i drank like two beers out there yeah so for your dad for the place um was it was it dry like that too or did they party out man there? it was the 70s or earlier yeah than that, I guess. um so you're looking at probably 60s um, I mean, really. I, I find it really unique that we did not party like that. So no, that, I would that assume a very I, for not being like totally Asperger's people, <laughs> you know, and yeah, a place where like nobody's driving. Nick could go buy fucking beer any day of the week because he looked like yep. he 37 years old. <laughs> yep. That's so true. And Dave looked like he was 32. Yeah. So he was like, he was Hartzler, forget about it. 40. Yeah, I know. And like the three of you could have opened a bar. Like you could have applied for, gotten the loan and opened a bar. Who did I go to the, like, it, maybe it was me and Bauman went to the post post house. Is that what that place was called? That little restaurant on the corner. Oh, the, you go in the morning? Like, that was Hartzler's yeah. spot. Well, so, yeah. people did do that, but it was, um, the post house was right around the corner from the cabin. And we knew that it was unlikely that anyone was out there yet. Um, so we stopped in the post house to just, like, get food. And Hartzler was in there at, like, 9.30 or 10. And he was, uh, he was wearing his Carhartt and his cowboy hat. <laughs> and, um. Uh, he had ordered a piece of lemon meringue pie and was drinking a cup of coffee. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. Sit at the table. Uh, looking like the goddamn Marlboro man. That's and, you know, right. Yeah. That's exactly that's what he, he looked like. like. That's this, perfect. Yep. This is his affectation. Like, this is what he wanted. This is exactly what he wanted. There was no one else in there. There was, you know, whatever, fucking Patsy Cline on the jukebox, just the light sort of diffused into the night sky and Hartzler is alone eating pie and drinking coffee at the table. And then we walked in and he treated it very like, like Sam Elliott, like gentlemen. (laughs) 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 Oh, Hey man, what are you doing? He's like, just having some pie. coffee. (laughs) Like, like, wistfully looking over the fucking range he'd never seen and uh, the horses he'd never broken <laughs> just shit we ruined, we ruined that guy's life <laughs> we, ruined life. we <laughs> did ruin that guy's life just, he just and, wanted like, to be we're, we're still, in the cabin <laughs> 20 years later we're still reminiscing about the great days of the cabin and 20 years later he's like my fucking childhood was robbed from me. I just want to say correct from me and those motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Even that moment, that very romantic moment that he was having in that that little diner alone. <laughs> Sounds <night>. pretty awesome. <laughs> it sounds yeah, like, I mean it's what? pretty similar to like leaning your head back against a locker and being like sucked. <laughs> it's just a different set of values. Yeah. And then in with these guys. 
Yeah. So. Um, real quick, I'm yeah. going to relate to you how I discovered that I wasn't a chill surfer dude. Um, <laughs> so want to know this. Like, yeah. Six years ago, um, my bro here, uh, shithole, um, called me up and he's like, let's go to the fucking bar. And I was like, I'm down. Um, so it's December or January. It's very cold outside. I jump in my giant beat up pickup truck and I'm speeding through my neighborhood and there's some kids that are like pulled off the side of the road. And, uh, I simply asked if they had some sort of issue that perhaps they needed my assistance with. And they gave, they were like, they gave me the most terrified, like, no, everything's fine. We're just waiting for a friend. And I'm like, are you sure? And they were like, the one kid was like visibly shaken by this whole thing. I'm like, what the fuck is this kid's problem? Uh, they're up to something. Hey, what's wrong with I'm you, like, pussy? You're <laughs> your danger. Right. <laughs> and so as I was pulling away, like I realized that um, I had, the windows were down <laughs> like five degrees out. I was blaring Zeppelin's immigrant song and I was like, I was just pumped to like, I was going to go drink some beer. So I was just like, oh, it's whatever. It's and I was like, I was in like real fucking rock mode. And so when I pulled up to them and I never turned the music down. So I just like was screaming out the window. Like, <laughs> of course, you, because, of course you didn't turn it down. I had already had like three beers. So I was already, you know, I was a little red faced. I think I was like, why is everything fucking okay? You know, and I really meant no, Nothing. <laughs> I was really genuinely concerned. And I was pulling away. You guys need any fucking help? And uh, I was pulling away. I was like, man. Oh, man. I would have shit my pants. <laughs> I really started assessing the situation. And then I was I was telling shithole about it. And he's like, dude, you're a big fucking dude in a, like a giant beat up truck. Yeah. Blaring Led Zeppelin, aggressing kids, <laughs> like screaming at kids. He's like, you got, you know, the haircut and everything. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> shit. Okay, so that's that's that's. Oh, and I started, that's awesome. Well, and I, that's, I started. That's pretty. Applying that's pretty. Filter to the rest, like as I went back in time, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I am aggressive. <laughs> Aggressive. And Bud's on the sidelines, just like, good job. I'm aggressive <laughs> and I can fucking punch somebody over it! <laughs> oh. I gotta close my window. I'm screaming. <laughs> it's 1113. Shit. I know. I'm gonna get we, the fucking cops called we, on me. Sorry, we kept you so long. So this is the, this is number three. And uh, well, there was several parts to earlier questions. Yeah. Uh, Twinkie asks, um, Actually, he has two threes. <laughs> I like this. This is number three. The second number three. Did the cabin help shape any political slash social slash religious views for you? Big one. Um, no. Like, my family wasn't in the cult, and they were definitely religious. Um some extent but also i come from a very aggressive family <laughs> so um now like 
I guess, I guess maybe politically to some degree. Not, not, not really. No. As as I read it, I'm wondering if he means the like to encounter the apostolic church and stuff like that. That that's the way it hits me anyway. Um, what what one are you? Are you on number three? Yeah. Or the second so, three. And that's not to try to like prod an answer out of you, but that was like that was. I don't think Did I cabin help shape any political yeah, views. Is that the one for me? Have? I wouldn't have encountered the apostolic church outside of the the cabin because so many of the kids there uh, were part of that, and then. Well, they I did, joined. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about it. I knew they joined, and they were basically dead at that point. Like they just went away. When like when people joined, they went away. But did that? Um, did that help? That was like a non-example for me. Then, like when I saw that, I was like, okay, that's definitely not a that's not a religion that I would follow. You know what I mean? Like, right. Well, you know, Bauman converted because of me. <laughs> like he. He Wait, was what? No, <laughs> he was supposed. Well, to, he was coming to visit. Like in all fairness, he was coming to visit you. Right. He thought he was going to die on the airplane. Yes, and, and, and canceled his flight. I think that was. Yep. Yeah. I think that was an mo for a lot of people who joined the church. At least a lot of our friends who joined the church. It always surrounded some form of major travel. Mm-hmm. Oh, like this is it. This and, is the big one. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, yeah, you might, you may have maybe a catalyst, but Jesus, I hope you don't blame yourself for no. joining the church. That's no fucking choice. I don't blame myself for anything. Yeah, exactly. Fucking a right. Um, okay. Do you find, so let's say that there, you, there are two people that you have made friends with in your life, right? Mm-hmm. One of those people is a cabin kid. And one of those people is just somebody you've made friends with through some other means in your life. Mm -hmm. And you go a sizable amount of time without talking to or interacting with those two friends. And in a week you happen to run into both of them. So do you find it easier to, to just pick right back up where you left off with one over the other? It is my situation is unique because the military forms a different there's a whole different thing absolutely like I haven't spoken Frazier in uh, uh, coming up on 16 years or something now I guarantee if he showed up at my door tomorrow just no issue yep that's fair and and that's just that's how that environment is It's, it's Oddly similar in the most dissimilar possible way. <laughs> yeah, instead of a bunch of pansies in the woods, you have like people literally with like trained to kill with their lives online. Yeah. <laughs> yes, all of that. Right. <laughs> Honor, courage, commitment, and a bunch of fucking naked wangs uh, running through the park. <laughs> yep. Yep. Shitting yeah, next to each other. That like, occurred to me in like mid sentence, that whole thing. I was like, oh. Yeah, this is not going to be the same as, as uh, other people's answers. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but that's fair. Like, that's a great perspective to have, though. The cabin really prepared me for seeing a lot of wangs. <laughs> a lot of people were prepared for that, and I was like, I've been looking at naked dudes for a long time, so this does not bother me I at only all. hung out with naked dudes for, like, four years. This is okay. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. 
Uh, so last, this is the last rapid fire question. You ready? And then we'll wrap after this. Uh, speaking of somebody showing up in your doorstep, if Bauman showed up on your doorstep tomorrow and asked you to fight him, would you? I'd knock him the fuck out. Fuck <laughs> right there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that guy wanted to fight everybody, man. Yeah. And then do heroin with them. Right. Yeah. He didn't want that. He didn't want that. He and I, and actually he's a, his fighting Bauman was a catalyst for me sort of realizing that, that my family wasn't quite the same (laughs) as his family because we fought in a, in the field and we both got poison ivy. Very bad. (laughs) For our bodies. Shit. Like so you, you took him up on it back oh. in the day. Yeah, yeah. Bauman and I fat. Bauman and I fat. Bauman and I fought on numerous occasions. <laughs> wow. What, as his behest, or because you you disagree about something? No, he just would be like, "Let's fucking fight." And so, <laughs> all right. I've never been one to not fight. <laughs> so. We would Yet fight. another chapter in the book. I think there's a there's a, a fighting Corey, chapter. Yeah, there there's is a fighting, fighting chapter. chapter. <laughs> and most of those pictures is is or I'm sorry, shit is pumps fighting Marv, which I like. <laughs> the, I love the one where you're like slamming his balls into the telephone pole, like or the like flagpole where you got his like legs around the flagpole and you're like running them in there. Oh, man, that's good. <laughs> Sorry, I mean Marv. I love you, but like those pictures are hilarious. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. 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 I just knocked Bomb the fuck out <laughs> as soon as he, as soon as those words came out of his mouth. <laughs> there would be no hesitation whatsoever. Like, uh, like Family Guy with the chicken coupon guy, right. like that. <laughs> Cause he, oh, and this is what I was getting at. So we both had poison ivy from this, this brawl, and like we had it all over our faces and in our eyes. And Shit. his parents took him to the hospital and gave him steroids. And my dad brought me some um, industrial uh, soap that they used to wash the front loaders with that had acetone. Here, <laughs> wash it with this. It'll dry it out. It's like what? Bauman went to the hospital. Should I go to the hospital? I, I can't open my eye. Like and I, we have insurance because you work for the city. Right. <laughs> I think you'll be fine. Just fucking wash it with this shit. And he wasn't wrong. I mean, that shit went away very quickly yeah. with that soap. So, oh man, old man's awesome. got his own remedies. <laughs> so, all right, pumps. Any final thoughts on the cabin? Um, I'm glad it happened. I'd do it again. Um, I think Logan missed out with all the pussy he was getting. Word. (laughs) You know, pussy is there. It's always there. Pussy ain't going anywhere. The cabin. Yeah, we've all cut up. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) Listen. We've all gotten some pussy, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you can't catch up on the cabin. Exactly. <laughs> but the cabin, you know, that's something. Hartford, the whale. 
no more else? I mean, I, no, that, I, I have to, I registered it, but I couldn't place it. What is it? it it's from Mallrats, where he's like, something, something. <laughs> Breakfast come and go, Renee, but Hartford, the whale? That's right. It's <laughs> really deep cuts. Well done. It's like a Sega, Sega game or something, right? Yeah, yeah. He's playing uh, NHL 1994. Wow, that was really well done. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the time invested. You're also the reason why I got turned on to Kevin Smith. Pre Dave, it's because of you. Also, I was chasing Amy, but well done. <laughs> well, no, but I'm just saying, like the Jersey no, trilogy. Like, fuck, like I could be wrong. Kevin Smith <laughs> I don't want to go on. The internet trolls are going to come after no, me. You're wrong. That's Mallrats because That's it's. Mall rats. I'm sorry. I was. I can't believe I said that. I wanted yeah. to. Breakfast Shit. breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> no, but here's what's here's what's funny was so this is my last That's pump my story and then we'll wrap it up. Sweet fucking Christ, you knock it off. <laughs> She's like hitting him in the head. I'm sorry, um, last pump story, go. He, so pumps, at, like I spend a year in biology too with pumps talking about the Jersey, Jersey trilogy and Kevin Smith. And I finally go down to hometown video to rent clerks because it's the only video store in town that has it. And I ask about it. And your boss, Dave, because that's the video store yeah, I was you like worked that, at. I was trying to think if that's the one I worked at. It that's was. the one you worked at. Your boss is like, no, we had clerks. Nobody ever rented it except this tall kid. And so we just, he bought it. We put it on. And so like, really? he like totally sold this movie for a year. And I go to finally rent it. And he bought the like only copy that existed in Ritman of it. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. So. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, bud. It has been an absolute pleasure having you on. Uh, as any other cabin kid who might be having to catch this, uh, you're always welcome back. Or James Love uh, or Kurt. <laughs> or James Love or you. Kurt Lambert. Like, we would love to have you guys on here. Let's go. Um, Not to diminish pumps. Pumps is in a category of, in and of himself. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thank you for uh, And, and just on. know that any future appearances, like, it will not be centered around the cabin. We kind of like, I like that we established this. We get this out of the way the first time. So the rest of the time we don't have to like, just like bro out and cry over like your spat. Cause we already gave a four hour fucking episode to it. So. Right. Yeah. And I'm um, just for the record, I'm not going to fucking cry over anything. <laughs> I know. I know. Unless I hit a cat. Unless you're riding with me and I were to plow through. And at this point, actually, you know, I've had uh, one of my cats for 16 years now, by the Whoa. way. Oh. Uh, pretty fucking sick of cats. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Just kind of done with the whole cat thing. Don't don't cry when I see him anymore. So. All right. That's good. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I hope you come back regardless. Uh, it was an absolute treat having you on here. Yeah. yeah I like uh, talking to you guys and uh, drinking these drinks. Titty drop. Slash Thank drop. you for sharing that. Yeah, I got to look into that. Oh, man. Titty drop. You got to go on that. That's yeah, like, drop, dude. Uh, my new one, though, my new favorite is Hold the Moan. That one is spectacular. Like M O A N? Yeah. It's R slash Hold the Moan. All right. I got to go. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. So. <laughs> 
Twinkie, I hope you did your questions justice. I took a little bit of a liberty on a couple of them, but um, I think we did pretty good. Uh, I'm very satisfied. Yeah. Thank, thank you for uh, airing that one. Uh, so, I'm sorry to throw you in. I never, ever thought you'd listen, A, to... Um, uh, Glad to know it wasn't malicious way back when. <laughs> you never thought I would listen? No. <laughs> well, yeah, because why would I? But I would. <laughs> and no. you did. And I did. And uh, I enjoy it. I enjoy oh, it. What, uh, what episode are you on right now? Like, let's talk about us. Let's hear. Oh, it. dude, I've heard them all because I've been, I mean, this has been my commute. I've listened. Oh, to yeah. Episodes. Oh, man. That's so true. Jesus, is that true? Yeah. I actually, uh, 40% of my commute is spent on a one mile stretch of road. <laughs> I did the math. Oh today. my God. That's so unacceptable. Infuriating. It is infuriating. Um, uh, all of Columbus is a fucking nightmare. I, I, one third of my commute takes just as long as two thirds of my commute. Yeah. And that one third is the diagonal stretch across Columbus. Oh, yeah. I'm going from uh, basically like High Street to 71. And I get there by some back roads, and it ends up being one mile. It's one mile of road. And I just watch the light go from green to red to green, and I don't move. And I'm just. So I've got a lot of uh, time on my hands to listen and Good. I do enjoy tell you what I do fast forward through all the fucking dead zone shit don't care about that at all <laughs> that's good oh that's good man <laughs> yeah that is uh, Dude, we decided that is good to we know. would do that separately if we did another book club just so in case folks yeah like, you folks, like, like I do like it's the digressions that I like I do like that it gives you a focus on you know you've got something to talk about and you know it's a, it's right. a thing and but I and I do like it when it like that. And that's what I skip. You know, I'm sitting there skipping through. Like I don't care about Stilson and what the fuck he did. Like <laughs> yeah. I can't even read Stephen King. I don't care about anything. But McCarthy. I read the road. I already listened to the road. I've got I listened the road. to that in Hawaii. That's the road like, is fucking child's play compared devastating. to Blood Meridian. Blood Meridian. Yes, sir. Oh my god, I fucking love that book. I don't even know what happens in it, but the language of it is incredible. I don't know what the plot is. A kid goes out and a lot of people die and yeah. a lot basically scenery is described. Wow. <laughs> yeah. okay. And it is this I've I'm on my fourth read of Blood Meridian right now. Have you ever wow. heard it read by I think it's Richard Poe. I could be wrong about the name. But the 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 audio version of that book is mind blowing. Okay. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's really great to just hear read aloud. Yeah. Nice. It's just ah. Cormac's prose is what I want when I read. Like that's that's what yeah, I, right, absolutely. And that's the one. And that's what I heard. And then when I listened to it, I was yeah, I was blown away. Yeah. Uh, again, I have no idea what happens in the story, but it's inc it's riveting and, to and hear. Still, it really isn't. There is not a a, a cohesive plot. It's basically a, the kid just goes out and all the shit happens, and that's it. Like yeah, there isn't, <laughs> there, there isn't like a it's very non-traditional in that sense like mm -hmm. no country for old men has a defined yeah yeah right 
But go to audibletrial.com slash LWSD. You <laughs> read <laughs> free audiobook. Get Blood Meridian. Blood Meridian. <laughs> All right. Gentlemen, it has been absolutely awesome. Pumps, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. Again, yeah, you're welcome good. back anytime, dude. Anytime. All right. Take care, sir. Love you. Love you, too. All right. Love you, guys. Titties, titties, titties. I bottle up a fart to try to marry a turds And when they try to take a from me, I would eat them in thirds But that's not the point that I've been conveying It's Zeta, 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 it's my heart you've been slaying Deep beneath the lazy shit is better than brazers Holla if you hear me, cause your poop is amazing Me and John Connery.